The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Set the fight to make ends meet. And keeps a man up on his feet. Job, trying to show we can't be bored. Ooh, it takes every kind of people to make what life's about. Yeah, every kind of people to make the world go round. Someone's looking for a lead. And his duty to a king or to a creed Protecting what he feels is What right. is this absolute horse manure? What a terrible, terrible... It takes every kind of people. A, a terrible, terrible start to the show, guys, and I can only apologise. We need something a bit more, um, a bit more... This is all we need. There we go. Now the vibe... Keep it up, keep it up, keep it up, keep it up, is what they shout at me when I'm having sex these days. Give it up, give it up, keep it up. Um, I can only do it if there's an audience watching and applauding. 0344 499 1000 is the phone number. We're making it difficult for ourselves tonight. Uh, I just just had... um, This morning I was sat at my computer and I was fuelled by rocket fuel. There's coffee, I bought a a, a, a cafetier... Um, and I've been making fresh coffee. You've got a little bit of that between your teeth. I don't know if it's a hair or something. You've got a little something there. No, it's not a hair. Okay. I think it's, um, I've, I've had some of that fancy seeded bread. Do me a favour. If you just talk into the microphone. I think it's the wrong way round. No. Or it's d- dead no, low. No, 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 it's low. You just put it up. Hang on. No, I mean, it's quiet. There we go. It's quieter than my face, is what I'm saying. No, it's just fine. So, um, I was fueled by this rocket fuel today. And also, I was up, I was up last night having a row with Amazon on the phone, because they phone you at any time of the day, right? I ordered some coat hangers. Hang on a minute. We just, they're, 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 so I ordered some coat hangers, and then last night on the show, you would have heard this in the dying moments of the show, the dying moments of my career. I thought, I've got those coat hangers that I ordered ages ago. And I've got Amazon Prime, so they should have come last week. So I went to my Amazon list while Paul Ross was setting up, coming in and telling us what was on his show. And I noticed that the coat hangers had apparently been delivered to my safe place on Thursday of last week. What the heck? So I went home last night and I'm there looking looking up my safe place. Couldn't find it. So I said, right, well, we're not having this. So I emailed... Uh, the I contacted the uh, the gr- the guys and the gals uh, at Amazon, and I said, "Whoa, what's going on?" And um, the guy said, "Oh, well." And it said the tracking said, "This is such a boring start to a show." But you, since the areas screwed me up the ass, I'm just going to give you. You obviously want boring. I saw the people that were in that category that we won last year. So you guys want boring? You're going to get boring, right? Jeez. 
So you're going to get a boring opening monologue instead of a powerful monologue from a, a man who's nearly divorced about how sad it was having to take my kids home on Sunday evening after having them for the weekend and how it was like a really horrible... Do- so that, you're going to get the thing about uh, my coat hangers that didn't arrive. OK, so take us back to the safe place. So I went to the safe place. Weren't there. This is like half past two in the morning I'm doing and I live in the countryside. It was dark, so I was doing it by touch. That is the right way round! Well, why do I... Is no, it my no, headphones that are crap, then? Because I sound like I'm down a tunnel. That's just your voice. You are down a tunnel. I think they turned it down because it was Sarah Khan's mic. Oh. Ooh, was that a bit of a, a biatch? No, no, no. It's just it got a bit heated with her and Alistair Campbell. It did, didn't it? Um, please let me tell this thing about coat hangers, because this is what the kids want to hear. This is, why, this is why this show is the most listened to late-night phoning show in Great Britain, right? Because of these kind of real-life stories. Anyway, only new people can call in tonight. Let's get that out there. 0344 499 1000. When I say new, I mean people that have never called before. None of this new and newish nonsense. If you've called like three times, you can call in. If you haven't called me for like ten years, you can go. Screw you. I want people that have never called in before. And um, I'm in a good mood tonight. So you, you, you're all right, okay? And if no one calls in, no one calls in. Um, so I couldn't find the coat hangers in the safe place. So I went, I got in, I messaged uh, Amazon. They phoned Amazon. They phoned you back immediately. And this guy um, said, uh, yeah, what's the problem? I said, uh, my thing hasn't come. And, and, and the, the tracking says it was delivered to my safe place, but it wasn't. Here's the thing. I live at, I live at um, let's say, I live at, well, I live at number two. I can say I live at number two. That's not giving away too much, right? But it's not number two in the street. There are, there are lots of little farms. <laughs> Don't live on, yes, I do. There are lots of little farms on the street. And some of them, there's lots of ones and twos and ones and twos on the same street, right? So my reckoning is that there are... It's gone somewhere. So I said, it's the tracking is gone, but I think it's gone to the wrong place. What a boring start to the show. It's so boring. Get to the meat for God's what? sake. What? There is no meat in this story. Let me tell you now. I'll tell you now, dear listener. This is um, a bread and butter sandwich, right? There is no meat. In fact, there's not even butter. I've had to use uh, um, uh, Tesco own brand mayonnaise instead of butter to make this sandwich. Of, and it's not even two slices of white bread. It's the crust of a white loaf. It's all I've got left. And I've buttered it with Tesco own brand mayonnaise and I've folded it over. And I'm giving that. That's the meal I'm offering you at the start of the show. There is no meat. There is nothing of any worth in this story. I tell you now. You think the beginning, and we're, we're approaching the middle. You think the beginning and the approach of the middle of the story is dull. You wait till you get to the, I'm going to use this term very loosely, payoff. Seriously. I'll tell you the ending now. The ending is, they refunded me. There's an epilogue. The epilogue is, I woke up and thought that I, they actually, maybe they were delivered and I've, and I've hidden them somewhere and I couldn't find them. So the, the ending of the story is, they refunded me fully last night. And the epilogue is, I woke up and thought maybe they did deliver it, um, so I went and looked and I couldn't find it. So, let's go back a little bit. Let's go back in time. A little recap for everybody. Oh, We're on air last night. Suddenly I remember the coat hangers I ordered last week. Paul Ross came in and t- told us what was on his show. Just in case you just tuned in, this is where we are. Oh, please, no. This is where we are, okay? For those people who have just t- tuned in, okay? As new callers only tonight. Brand new callers, 0344. 499-1000, right? So, um, where were we? Right, okay, yes. So, 
As Paul Ross came in last night, I thought, well, those coat hangers that I ordered. Bear in mind, the ending to this story is they refunded me totally. Why did Paul Ross make you think of hangers? Um, Because he he looks the sort. He looks the sort. And the epilogue is I woke up and I thought that I I had had them delivered and and I looked and I hadn't. I couldn't find them anyway. So, here is the story. So, Paul Ross came in and suddenly I was reminded of coat hangers and the coat hangers I ordered last week. And I, because I live at, there are lots of number twos in my street. Not like that. I don't live in Slough anymore. Lots of number twos. Actually, there's loads of number twos in my street. That's nuts. How is anybody supposed to know which one is my number two? I'm going to get a sign. A, a blue plaque. Ian's number two. <laughs> a blue plaque. <laughs> Comedy legend. Radio genius. Uh, um, uh, uh, Bet Noir of John Gaunt lives here. You can get blue plaques. Yeah, I know you can. Up I've, I've seen them. I've got one on our playhouse. Oh, God, how common. What have, you, what have, you, what have your kids ever done? What have they done to deserve a blue plaque? What have they done to what have, I, what have they done to deserve a blue plaque? Tell you what those kids have done. They've raised the gene pool's game by several, several levels. The uh, that was my Tony Hancock impression. What have they ever done for you? Not bad. There's something um, to, uh, uh, a pint. That's a bloody armful. That's not that bad. Is more like that it. is not bad. He wouldn't say bloody though. Right. So recap for those who've just tuned in. Rewind. Oh God, no! Please, no. Rewind. So. Moved into this fact. Let's go back even further. Let's go back even further. So. There's a tree somewhere that's been cut down and shaped into how many? A pack of what? Not that side of the story. My side of the story. So, um, I'm getting divorced. I got right. Let's go back even further. So, I got married, right? And uh, we had two kids, and it didn't quite work out. So I got divorced. So the last two years, I'm going to fast forward a bit, actually, because I went back too far. The last two years, I've been living in a room, just a room. And I kind of shut, I kind of shut myself down. I put myself in, in self-imposed purgatory. It was, it was pretty, I shut down. And all I was doing was doing the radio show and going back, and, and I'm going to be honest, knocking, knocking them out, and then coming back here. And that was all I was doing for two years. Finally. I the, thought there was a funny smell in there. The um, the divorce is, is finally ha- maybe by Christmas, and a little bit of you know cashing in all my savings, borrowing a bit of money here, getting a mortgage bigger than I can afford. I bought this bought this farm, bought this farm, and uh, I got a wardrobe as part of the house. It came with wardrobes, fancy. Well, no, I had to buy the wardrobes off her. Um, I had to buy the piano, the wardrobe, the fungus-filled washing machine, the fridge. And something... Oh, a table. Dining table. 500 quid, the lot. Beautiful. The house was significantly... Let me just say, add, a, add, th- add three noughts to the house and we, we, you, you, you're getting there. Um... Mm, you've, you've totally made me lose my train of thread. Oh, right. I have. Take us right back So, then. I bought some... I did buy some coat hangers and they arrived, okay? And I got those and I hung my clothes up. But I've still got a few clothes that aren't hung up. The wardrobe is full, but I can use the wardrobe in my kids' room because they don't need to use it. So I ordered some more coat hangers. And I forgot, I ordered them last week. And I forgot about them. And then Paul Ross came into the show last night. And I was suddenly, I don't know why, it was strange the way the brain works. I was reminded of the coat hangers. Oh, those coat hangers are... Because I've been ordering a lot of stuff online and you kind of forget what you've been ordering and stuff comes and whatever. I ordered a, a capo on Sunday. Oh, my God. Just tell us about the hangers. I'm getting there. I ordered a capo on Sunday and it came... It's called a capo. ...on Sunday. Could you sort that camera out? Because that's too close. That's too close. It's, 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 it's... Um, I'll tell you what. 
let's do the the ads. We'll come back. We'll set this up properly. We'll tell this story properly, and uh, then we'll begin the show. Oh three four four four. That's too far. Oh three. That's it. Three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is the late night alternative on Talk Radio. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Brand new callers only, please. You must never have called us ever. Um, is the thing. So, last week, I ordered some coat hangers. Okay? Um, I've got some coat hangers, but they've still got plenty of clothes. Got a lot of clothes. Could probably get rid of some of them, and I might do that, actually. Um, in fact, we found um, one of those clothes bins the other day. Me and the boys, you know, we, you put the clothes in for the charity. My boy said, have you got any old clothes? I said, why? We could put them in there. I said, well, sure, Whatever. So anyway, I ordered some coat hangers last week. Forgot about them until last night when Paul Ross came in to talk about his show that starts at one o'clock on um, talk radio. And I was reminded of the coat hangers. Actually, I think I was reminded of the coat hangers a bit before he came in. wonder if there's any way of getting... No. Can someone get the audio no. from last night, the end of last night's show to... I'm asking you, dear listener... Can someone get the audio from the end of last night's show to find out exactly at what point... I've got it here if you're really that fussed. Have you? Mm. Oh, let's hear it. Hang on. I have to... Oh, sorry, I thought you said when you got it here you it's actually had computer. it there. Right, to okay, it okay. I've got loads of stuff in my computer. It doesn't mean I've got it there. Just, you know, it's just, uh, you know, it's Don't not helpful. Don't get narky about it. It's not me, it's not lost getting narky. Not getting narky. And yeah. I've, I've not lost any hangers. Amazon have. Oh. And that's the point. Bearing in mind, the end of this story, the money gets refunded fully... The epilogue is I wake up in the morning thinking maybe I did have the coat hangers delivered. Perhaps I remembered it. I started looking around the house. Couldn't find them. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. So, oh, no, go back before that. It's going to happen. It's a great story. This is last night's show you're listening to. Dancing, looking in the mirror at yourself. Was it then? No, just keep, just play it. Yes. Well, it could be horizontal also. Have you got a partner? Dance partner. Partner. She said partner. She said partner. I want her phone in tonight. Uh, Uno, I do it on my own. That would make a good Logan, though. Anyway. I did go around there. This is actually like sordid. I did go around there and we did dance. We dance the dance of love. The tango. It's usually two blokes. That's the same. Uh, not where I come from, mate. I don't disapprove of it, but it's not normal. You're listening to last night's show. There's no mention of hangers. I thought you lost the talk about the hangers. Never mind the actual hangers. I'm very zen about the hangers. You're the one that's getting angry now. going to listen to this and be able to play it. Oh, you never. Pause it. Pause that. 
because that guy's a pussy, and I'll tell you why. He tweeted me, Ian, um, I hope you know that when I phoned in to say that I really like Kath, it was a joke, and really I think you're brilliant. And I, Man up. Man up, Snowflake. Man up. Uh, you're, you're blocked on Twitter because you should have had the courage of your convictions. You've shown yourself to be the coward that I thought you were. Press, press play. It's less fighting. No, it is better. It's less fighting. No, it is better. It's less. I think about it's, nuts and stuff. Only a little bit. I think it's better. Okay. No, I hope so. No, you're right. Actually, I don't. <laughs> Line one. You're on Where, the wire. Where is the coat hanger bit? Hi. Did you, Hello, then this line. is just you chatting that poor woman up. Hi, Amanda from Brixton. Amanda from Brixton. Brixton. Um, well, you just played this bit. Why did you further? Why did you go back further? Why is the point? Because I knew that? how that was going to end, and it was it what ends was in you propositioning go some to the probably vulnerable woman. Go, why? Go forward. Ah, ah, ah. Here we go. I've got it. It was back. Here we go. On YouTube. I can't be bothered. And that's the problem with me trying to get fit. Here we go. I bought a, a, a yoga mat. Yoga mat. I'm like a bed going, you should get up for a run. I thought, well, yoga mat. I could stay in bed for another half an hour and then get up and go to work. You're listening to last night's show. One of the shopping channels and get yourself like a home gym. Oh, runner. Someone to run for me. Well, I bought a yoga mat. And you've got a lie on it. Ding! Um, Coat hangers. Well, you lie on it first and then you do some stretches. Well, I bought a yoga mat and I'm. Because someone said, don't. You don't need to go to yoga classes. You can do it on YouTube. But I don't think that can be safe. You can do it on YouTube. I don't think that's necessary. This is last night's show you're listening to. We're going for a ding. um, Anything more strenuous than a bit of downward dogging and. Downward dogging. I got the joke. Filth. Ding. Stop the clock. What time was that? What? How long of the show? Uh, that was like, let me see, about seven minutes before the end of so the show. So before Paul Ross came in? Yeah. Well, in that case, I apologise. I've libelled Paul Ross and somehow I've got Paul Ross into this mess and there was no need for him. He's, he's in enough messes of his own. It was the yoga mat. He's been in enough messes of his own. He doesn't need to be involved in this mess. No. So apologies to Paul. I take that back, sir. It's only a few minutes before Paul Ross came in. So let's, here we go. So, this is the story. Bearing in mind, I live in a street that's got lots of twos in. The end of the story, I get a full refund. And the epilogue is, I wake up and I think that maybe it was. I remember it being delivered. So, I look around the house and I can't find it. So, it probably wasn't. So, about seven minutes before the end of last night's show, um, we're talking about the yoga mat that I ordered. And then I remember, yoga mat, I ordered, oh, flipping heck. The, um... Coat hangers, wooden, they're wooden coat hangers, nice ones, classy. The kind of ones that they hang coats on in Marks and Spencers, but they don't give you for free. Trust me, I've tried. Um, and so when, when Paul Ross came in, or as the show was ending, and um, we don't need to go into specifics about that, I then went onto my Amazon account, and I was looking to see, what, 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 what's going on here? Where, where are they? Anyway, it says, ordered, delivered. <sighs> delivered on Thursday. You're right. Fine. Delivered on Thursday. I'm thinking, what? That... Thursday last week. It's Monday. It was Monday yesterday. Was that? What's that? Well, that doesn't make. I know I was at the safe place on Saturday because we got the bikes out. And what is going on here? I just do not understand what 
is going on? This is crazy. Oh, God, will you please make this stop? This is absolutely crazy. The only thing that make it stop is a phone call, 0344 499 so it's there for Please, please. God, this, is, this is insane. This is literally insane. This is, this is literally surreal. So I get home. Get home at half past two. Very late. Dark, no street lights, no street lights. Hey, can I play you a bit of a Neil Diamond song I heard, right? Um, uh, l- listen to the lyrics to this, right? Is it about coat hangers? No, no, no. Have a listen to this. It's a great song, but there's there's two lines that come what, pretty close to each other. You think, a bit fruity, Neil. Here we go. Have a listen to this. No. no. Here we go. Two Neil Diamond songs playing at the same time. It's a great song. It's called Free Life by Neil Diamond. Here we go. <clears throat> Free Life. Scratch on my head. He's going to describe... He's going to describe a particular way of singing a song. And I'd like to know your thoughts on his description of how to sing this song. Pick me a tune. Pick me a tune. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's tune. He's got a very specific way of singing it, though. Sing it like a black man. Okay, now, right. I don't know what that means. It means sing it like a black man. Like Jim Davidson. No, I don't mean that. But Maybe it means, like, take it to church. But then there's another line. He's talking about something. He's talking about something very specific. This bit's nice. Jazz flute. Ah, free life. This bit's a bit boring. He's talking about something in the middle eight. What is it? Talking about round, brown ladies. He's talking about round, brown ladies. <laughs> while he's singing it like a black man. He's a white Jewish kid from, from Brooklyn in New York City. I, one day, this is my project, right? I'm going to put together a very convincing argument that Neil Diamond is a massive racist because there's plenty, plenty of evidence. I don't think he's a massive racist. I think he really no. wants to be. Oh yeah, yeah. As cool as the you know as, Here we the, go. as the black singers. I don't think he is a massive racist, but I reckon I he's can. He's very put aware toge- of it. I can put together a really convincing argument that he is a massive racist, including the scene. In the jazz singer, where he blacks up, but he forgets to black up his hands, and he starts clapping. They're playing in an exclusively black club, and a black man says, "Hey, hey, that ain't no brother. That's a white boy. A white boy." Kicks off. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that. That's my project. Is I'm gonna put together a very convincing argument that Neil Diamond's a racist, and um, we'll do that. So, oh no, please. Let's go to Claire first, and then we'll carry on with the the coat hanger story. Good evening, Claire. Hello. Hello, Claire. First time caller? Yep, first time caller. Yes! I've been listening ever since the station started. Oh, look at you. Do, you. do you not go out and breathe? Do you not walk? Do you not have a life? Not really. Good. Um, I have an autistic son who oh. hasn't had a school place for two years. No! So I've been with him all day, every day. Okay, so you, but you still, but in, 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 okay, so your life is, is different, but you still got a life. You've got a great boy. 
Well, yeah, it's weird, though, because he started school for the first time no. in two years Ooh. in September. Uh, two weeks ago. Ooh, how did that feel for you? Let's we'll talk about him in a second. But um, how did that feel for you? Weird, because yeah. now I need to do something, and <laughs> I don't know what else to do. Um, so, how come he didn't? He didn't have a place for two years. Um, unfortunately, he got excluded from mainstream. Uh oh. And the, at the age of six. Yes. And then there was no schools with places. Now he got excluded. Was that um, a, be- a behavioural? Thing. Yeah. Right, okay. He threw, he threw chairs and what? stuff. He's a chair thrower. Yeah. And is that... Because uh, did you say he's ADHD? Or uh, autistic? autistic or, but, but also being um, assessed for ADHD as well. Okay. Now, this... Um, I, I, I don't... You know, I might sound a bit clumsy and like a dinosaur, but I'm coming from a good place. It Was his behaviour specifically linked with his autism, or was it... Could could it just be put down to naughtiness? Aside, not disputing that he's got autism. That yeah. I, I tell you why I'm asking that. Once I had to interview the guy that won Big Brother that had Tourette's, Pete. right? Pete. Pete. Right. And you could... And, and we said... It was it was an online radio thing, but we said, look, you're gonna, it's going to be some bad language because he's got Tourette's, right? But talking to him, you could tell when it was a Tourette's swear... Or when it was just him being a bit lazy and swearing. And I had to say, look, Pete, if it's if it's a, a swear you can't control, that's fine. But please don't just swear because you, you that you know, you're swearing. And so that's why I'm asking that question, Claire. Yeah, that's yeah. Well he was um uh, full time at like nursery yeah. and reception and he'd got a hundred percent attendance. And then year one started where they sit down a lot more and do a lot more writing. And he didn't have one-to-one, so when he got confused and frustrated because he wasn't getting understanding what was happening, yeah. the, I think it manifested then into aggression and well, not quite attention, but it was all to do with him not, uh, an anxiety of not understanding what's going on. He was, he was frustrated, and that was the only yeah. way he knew to express his frustration was by chucking chairs. The problem was once he got excluded and came back, um, it became a habit. He knew it was a way oh, to get home. Okay. So there was a combination. There is the autistic behaviour and the frustration. Yeah. And then there's also knowing. Because he's that. also yeah he's also a clever you know six year old and yeah. six year olds learn that whether autistic or not that if they do something and I don't know it gets them closer to mum or it gets them home to watch telly or it gets them into their comfortable bedroom then oh hang on a minute if I if I do this. Yeah. I, I get to hang out with Mum all day. This is awesome. I'm going to do this yeah. more. And he had mixed feelings because he didn't want to come home once he was sent home. Um, and he was in tears about that. But this new school is an autistic, uh, an autism school. Okay. And he threw the chair again um, last week. And they dealt with it. They oh. did call us. And he went straight back into class. And he's happy. And I think it was almost to test them. Oh. And they beat, they beat. I don't mean they physically yeah. beat him, but they won that <laughs> battle. Of they, maybe they do. I don't know. I don't know how you deal um, with autistic children. In a sensory room where they had lots of lights and calming stuff, oh. which he wouldn't have had in mainstream. Yeah, and it calmed him down. In, well, he realised he wasn't in trouble, and then he just went back. It's part. I guess it's partly understanding. You know the different responses that autism brings. You know the, yeah. the different things that autism brings with it because every every autistic person is different. Um, and also, you know, um, if if my kids were at a school and someone was chucking chairs around, I'd be a little bit concerned, you know, what was, go- what was going and my, on. And 
And my biggest fear was actually more for the other children than him. And we we were never told if anyone got hurt, but we could always tell that once the kids had started telling their parents, yeah. that parent would no longer speak to us. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah I, and, and I do get it if it was my, you know... Yeah. I, get, I can see, because uh, I'm not involved, I can see both sides of the story. Yeah. So you had him at home for two years yeah. because there wasn't a place in a school that could, that no, could deal with him? No, in an area where they're all full up. Of course they are not. Because um, um, obviously um, trying to transfer him from once he's got mainstream rather than going in at reception. So most of the schools where they've got like six to eight kids um, were full up. All right. So a brand new school opened out of area. Yeah. So they couldn't say they were full, so we got him in there. How far out of area? Uh, 13 miles. So not, not as bad as some. Some families have to transport their children um, to specialist schools, but we have to take him because there's no transport. Oh, yeah, no, we, well, we, we know about this. When me and Kath were doing the local radio, we talked about this the other week. Penn School in um, near Beaconsfield, I guess it is. Um, which was a, a school for very uh, challenged pupils you know with some, some with some very severe disabilities they closed down some people had to send their kids like hundreds of miles away to residential schools How, like, yeah what what, what what how is that a well, thing that's, well that's why we waited two years because we didn't really want especially at the age of six and seven we didn't want to do that and um it just we didn't feel it was right for for, for my son i mean it's worked for quite a few kids but i would have thought i might have considered it when he was a bit older yeah but um, we're lucky that so you know, what, what we, did, we hung in there. What did you do for two years then? Just like watch movies and play PlayStation, I'm hoping. <laughs> if you're a responsible well, he, mum. Yeah, well, I mean, he loves Nintendo stuff. So he, um, But what we did is a lot of learning sort of based around what he likes. So, oh, okay. math, you know, if we put Mario or Pokemon involved in it, but we went to a lot of work. Paw Patrol? Like, Was he, that's the kind of Paw Patrol age, and it's six? Six, no, seven? Well, he, yeah, he still, to be honest, he's, He's um, likes like Nintendo stuff mainly, good, but he's good. very much into CBeebies still. Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol, dances on the double. Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol. I think you like Paw Patrol. Flipping well, that would be trip. better, but I mean, it's oh, no, it wouldn't. the night garden that he likes. And in the night gardens, that's with the the the, the winky wack. No, the wibbly. <laughs> sorry, that's with the, the wibbly the wobbly. Nonk. The ninky nonks. The pinky punk. Ninky that's pink. Teddy Tubbies. We oh. also had to go um, through that as well. Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol is, is is a terrible, terrible program. It's this island where um, it's humans. Well, it's it's humans, but but like the the local police and and air force and ambulance and fire service is run by a boy, and it's staffed by pups by puppies who each got like um, special machines. So if there's an emergency, they phone this boy up. Who like it could be like the the clumsy sailor could be drowning again. Don't know he's in the wrong profession, and so they'll phone up the boy, and the boy will will then like CB radio. The dogs and the dogs then drive vehicles and fly and, and they go and rescue him. The dogs go and rescue him. And here's the thing, right? So we, we watch, I've watched every episode of Paw Patrol a million times. And then one day, I was on like an aeroplane or something, somewhere, maybe I was in Greece actually, and we're watching Paw Patrol. They had American accents. It's an American program which they dub over here. Paw Patrol. So, hey man, we gotta go over there and save the, the sailor. What the heck are you talking about, boy? Cold hangers. Um, so he went two weeks ago. What? What? Uh, as a mum, did you drop him off yeah. or was he collected? Uh, we have to take him. Um, at the moment, he was only meant to be doing two hours a day, but he 
as he's very good at actually rationalising how he feels. And he said, I don't want to travel a long way, so I want to stay till lunch. Yeah. So this is the first week he stayed right up to lunch. First time, first time you dropped him off and then drove back. What, what were you feeling in your uh, heart? No, well, we just we just hang around supermarkets at the moment. Okay, okay, all right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rather than come back, but um, well, this when is... he does the whole day, we will. Yeah, and it's and how are you gonna then? Um, and he's cool with it. He's enjoying it so far. Yeah, I mean, he's um, he runs in. He's got to wait for a certain uh, a special friend to go in at the same time. So if if they're ever away, we're gonna have problems. <laughs> Oh, so he won't go in without them. So I guess, the, the, yeah, the question for you is then: when when he d- does do full days, what are you going to do? How you how are you, you going to go and sleep? Are you going to go and <laughs> sw- go and watch movies? You going to have an affair? Are you well, going to learn yeah. a new skill? Um, no, I won't have an affair just in case my husband's listening. Um, just in case her husband's listening. That's <laughs> not, on the to do list. That's not ruling it out. <laughs> Claire's a naughty lady, and why not? She's worked hard these last few years. She like, deserves a break. Time for some me time. Yes, it is. Yeah. But I did buy a cinema card, so I will uh-huh. be sitting in the cinema. Oh, good for you, man. Good for you. Oh, that's a nice thing to do. And I might, I'm trying to look for work, but um, I haven't got a job at the moment. But I have applied to be an elf. Over Christmas. Um, did she just say she's applied to be an elf? She did, wow. yeah. How tall, yeah. How tall are you? 5'7". I might have to... Uh, <laughs> you can't be an elf at 5'7". Why are you saying I'm <laughs> tiny? Yeah, well... You cost me a hobbit, Claire, and I'm 5'6". <laughs> she says she's 5'6". That's bullshine. Um, I thought... You, uh, I, have elf, I have elf selection process to, to go to next week. I suppose if we're truly living in um, uh, an equal opportunity as well, they can't refuse you a job as an elf based on your yeah, height. Yeah, could just be tall, yeah. Or there could be a backlash by the elf community saying, we only want elves playing elves yeah. here. <laughs> that would be awesome, man. I've often yeah. wanted, and I volunteered once at a, like a nursery party uh, um, when my kids were in nursery because their Father Christmas dropped out and I volunteered, but then someone else had volunteered. I'd love to be a Father Christmas. I told you about, I told you about when my mum was Father Christmas. What? Yeah. No. Father Christmas got detained, so she had to do it instead for her nursery. Yeah. And my mum's a flipping idiot. She would be a good elf. She's tiny anyway, right? So she <laughs> she did the suit and everything, put the wig on, put the beard on, but then she thought, oh, I look too girly. So she got Tipex huh? on her eyelashes. And did her eyelashes all like, and I was like, Mom, you could blind yourself. Yeah. What are you doing? She went, I don't want to know it's me. And then, but on the way to the nursery, she had to drop my dad off at uh, the station. Was she dressed up as Father Christmas? She was dressed up as Father Christmas. And um, as he went, she gave him a kiss <laughs> and then looked across at the next car, and there was a kid in the back of the car, like, uh, <laughs> I saw Daddy kissing Santa Claus. <laughs> and uh, I have to be careful as well because my son. Um, heard me talking about it and so I've, he, we've had to explain i am a helper, helper. yeah yeah oh yeah there's because yeah. because we all know father christmas is real but he's so busy that they have to send out lots of father christmas helpers yeah and, and yeah. elf helpers um i feel i feel compelled to say something and i hope no one is offended at this but i feel i have to say it because if i don't then i'm not doing my job but um, let's make sure you don't get held back by elf and safety. I just oh, think, no. no and you know on. that's not me. I just felt a compulsion to say that. I had to say that. 
Just couldn't help your elf. Uh, so I'm working on the same station okay. as uh, as Matthew Wright. So that kind of stuff just comes yeah. naturally. Stuck to the chair. And I've got to make sure that if I do get it, that I'm not one of those bad Santa type of elves or oh, yes. um, jingle all the way type of elves. I've got to be like. I know, buddy. Yeah, don't drink. Yeah. Don't drink, don't oh, yeah. take drugs. Those are my kind of thing. Can I ask you, Claire, um, what coat hangers do you have? Oh, God, really? I've not finished the story. I have wooden ones oh. and I have padded ones. Oh, Ooh. yeah. I think that's, 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 a, that's a girl thing, the padded thing, because the, the padded ones don't do anything for me. It's, for me I it's, just put, like, coats and big stuff on yeah, it. Yeah, for me, it's the wooden ones. The wooden ones are classy. I feel like I'm, I'm very decadent buying wood. Because I've, I've had, like, those crappy little wire coat hangers forever. And, and then they start bending. They're useless. And if you put, like, like heavy trousers on, Dense, dense trousers. They just sag in the middle. It's no way to live, Ian. So wooden coat hangers. But I don't know if you heard the beginning of the show, Claire. Basically, um, last week I ordered some coat hangers and about seven minutes to one last night, this morning, I realised the coat hangers hadn't arrived. So during the show I checked online to see what had happened to them and um, it said... And this this is insane. This is literally insane, Claire. It said they'd been delivered last Thursday to my safe place. I've had that happen before. There must be, like, loads of safe places with piles of parcels. And also, here's the thing, Amazon. Sometimes the safe... If it comes from DPD, it goes to the safe place because Craig is my DPD delivery driver. He's a fan of the show, and he understands how to read uh, where to put things. But sometimes Amazon, you... The man who runs it is a multi-billionaire. He won't be when I punch him in the nose. What? Um, sometimes they deliver stuff to my next-door neighbour who is an elderly woman. An elderly woman. And I, I, I had to go, that's not my safe... She's not my safe place. <laughs> anyway, so I checked last night about half past two in the dark, Claire. They were not in my safe place. So, so here's the thing, and I'll, I'll tell you the end of the story now so you don't get your hopes Please. up. They give me a full refund. And then the epilogue is in the morning, I woke up, and I thought, maybe they were delivered. I remember it now. And I go and look, and I can't find them. But here's the thing, Claire. I get online, about half past two, and I've got a cob on. I was going to make a rude joke then about sitting in front of a computer at half past two with a cob on, but I'm not going to, because this is a serious issue, Claire. Yeah, it is. um, I I understand how how annoying this is. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, well, Kath's feeling it. And I wish she wouldn't. It's all right. If a bloke feels it, it's sexual harassment. If a woman feels it, it's just a bit of naughty fun. Um, it's got quite lavatorial since you came on, Claire, and I'm, I'm going to remember oh, that. No, I'm sorry. I, I have this effect. So, here's the thing, right? Um, so, I then... You message, basically, you message, and I couldn't find the thing, so I had to Google f- contact Amazon. It's not, it's not clearly found on their homepages, and that's something I want to raise with them. I don't want them. to hear this story. That's it's, not, it's something I want to raise with them, actually. You're looking in your accounts, and, and also, so you look in your accounts. <laughs> this is the thing that got me. I'm there for 20 minutes. Accounts, orders, coat hangers, right? And it says it's been delivered. So there's no button to say track package because you track it and it says delivered Thursday there's no button to say where's my co-? all you can say is I want to return it well I yeah. can't return it because I've not got it that's it right it's not it's, it's like I want to return it the item is not as described it's damaged there is no item there's no button for this right <sighs> How do you get your coat hangers? Oh, God, really, can you stop saying hangers? 
Uh-oh. Do you get them when you buy things, or do you order them? I used to, but we just moved, and um, we had to have more coat hangers for some unknown reason, so we got them from um, a really well, well-known well store full of furniture that's blue and yellow. Ikea. Yeah. My friend's nan used to call it Ikea, and we'd laugh. But then it turns out that's how you pronounce it. Ikea. That's how you it's pronounce like it. We've, yeah, it's like we've got um, a, well, a Dacia car, but yep. I always thought it was called Dacia. Dacia, I know. Until, until I've heard the advert. Yeah, which is, which is great. Claire, listen, I'm going to let you go. Best of luck to your boy. I hope everything turns out well, and you enjoy your movies. I went to see Predator as well, and I walked out. It's the first time I've done that. Oh ever. no, it's uh, a good move. What a load of old crap that even, film was. Even with a cinema card, I went. I can't. Well, they, well this, the this, only good. The cinema the card was, means you 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 kind of getting it for free. We paid money. Yeah. yeah, the annoying thing is when the staff don't put the lights off, and you have to start doing the staff's job for them because you've been there so often. Oh, I've switched the lights off. And... Oh, what you what you go and switch the lights <laughs> off yourself? Yeah, when they leave the cleaning lights on, I know where they are because it's easier than trying to find. <laughs> Claire's no such a mum. <laughs> I love it. Well, I just switch it off. And, Claire, yeah. nice, nice to talk to you. Thank you very much indeed. Although I've got to be honest, I think you brought the the conversation below the belt, and this is definitely a, a, an above the belt conversation. We'll carry on with the coat hanger no, story please, in a bit. No. We've got Stan oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Brand new callers only tonight. It really is a, a thrill. Show. This is the late night alternative with Ian Lee and Coat Hanger Boyle on Talk Radio. A star-crossed soapbox for sailor boys, oh. stable girls, oh, I'm on the end. and stripper grands. It depends who you with and it depends on the situation. Late night speech radio with a difference. Thank you. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. That is <laughs> rocking. It's a good one, isn't it? Kath is rocking. You got tartan on as well. You can't see the tartan, but Kath is rocking. Kath often to me looks like Bruce Lee. <laughs> she really does. When you do your side parting, and not not so much you've done, now you've dyed your hair and you you wear your Bruce Lee sunglasses, you look like him. And then I glimpsed over, and it was like it was like I was on the Generation Game. It was like Isla St. Clair was in. So I've just posted at Ian Lee <laughs> a picture. One is a picture of Isla St. Clair. One is a picture of Catherine Boyle. I'm not saying which one is which. I might tell you later on in the show. We'll get to the coat hanger story in a bit. Just to remind you, it ends with me getting a full refund. The epilogue is I wake up and think, oh, maybe it was delivered, and I search the house and I don't find it. Okay, we're almost there. Good evening, Stan. Good afternoon. How's it going? Very, very well, Stan. Are you a first-time caller? I am, indeed. Okay. And where are you calling from? I'm calling from south-west London, but I'm from the Midlands. That's not a real accent. Why'd you say that? Because it's, it's, it's very, very nasal. It, that, doesn't, that, sound, that doesn't sound like a real... Well, I've got, um, um, what do you call it, allergies. <laughs> <laughs> I do, you know, it's all the green around here. I mean, and when I say green, I don't mean the, the wacky back. You don't mean the weed. You mean um, the greenery. I mean the grass. All right, Stan. Well, listen. You're putting a lot of effort into this accent. I'm happy. To, I'm happy to ride it. I'm going to ride your accent. Yeah, ride the accent, mate. All you want. Thank you, buddy. What you got for us, Stanley? Well, basically, it's a question, and I've got well, actually, three questions. Okay. Because I think I can decide whether somebody's a good or bad person based on the answer to these questions. Okay, fine. Well, uh, do you want to ask Kath? Uh, whoever wants to answer. In, in, in fact, if I get you both to answer in one go. Okay. Right? Yep. First of all, glass chopping boards. Right or wrong? Glass chopping boards. 
Yeah. I've got one, but I don't like it. It's not my favourite. Glass? Mm. No, yeah. r- 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 wrong. That's, that's, so Kathy's saying, Kathy's saying right, I'm saying wrong. Uh, definitely wrong. Yeah, definitely wrong, right. Kath. One nil to me. Well, it, it, well, they say it's better for, like, slicing meat on, but I don't no, like it. No, it's not. It. Wood is. No. Wood. seeps in, well, I, was told, I was told this is lemon. They told me. Steady, sorry, watch, sorry. watch your language. I know sorry. you've been through a very sorry. severe industrial accident, but just watch, watch your language. Sorry I know we're losing that. a finger. Um, <laughs> but, but I, no, I want my meat on my wood. No. Yeah, I want exactly. to have my meat on my wood. Can't no. trust them, mate. They'll also blunt your knife. Yeah, um, OK. Well, question number two, then, Stan. This is great. I'm really enjoying your thoughts tonight. Question number two, pineapple on a pizza, yes or no? Oh, f- Catherine. I love it. You you are a sexual deviant. It's the worst thing in the world. It's 1-1. One, one. It's 1-1. One, one. I side with Kath on that one. Ooh, fair play. Yeah. I, I like that Stan pineapple is the... On pe- pineapple on a pizza is for the adventurous people who embrace <laughs> life. No, I tell you, it's for people whose sex lives have shriveled up and they can't be bothered to experiment in the bedroom anymore, so they experiment with their crappy dominoes. I think people who don't have pineapples are breakfast voters. Yeah. Okay, right, fair enough. Um, and the third question, wait a minute, I need to think about this. All right, yeah, got it. Okay. Underground or tube, what do you say? Tube? Do you call it the on- that is a good oh. qu- no, 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 that's a good question. It is a good question, that's too. A, that's a really, really good question. I could spend the next two hours if I didn't have to finish this coat hanger story. Oh, God, really? We'll, we'll carry the coat hanger story over till after 11. Which, which, tube, which, which tube station would you put your coat hanger on? Um, Clock Fosters. Um, <laughs> I would say underground. I would say underground as well, 2-1 to Ian. OK, great. Ian's won it. Um, so you win, Ian. I'll give you his phone number. You're taking him, aren't you? He's, what? Your, he's your favourite. Well, I don't want his phone number. Well, you have to marry him now. I'm married already. Well, not to a bloke. These things don't last. These things don't last. Can Stan. you do that? If, if you're married to a woman, can you get married to a bloke yeah. simultaneously? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that, yeah. Is that legal? Yeah. Has Theresa May in a hostile environment passed that? Yeah, it's, it's, it's about as real as your accent. Sorry, sorry, sorry to go with my accent. <laughs> Uh, um, well, Stan, I've really enjoyed your phone call this evening. I hope we get to speak again some sunny day. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure we will. Thanks, man. Take care, mate. Bye bye. Well, that was a that was a call, wasn't it? I enjoyed that. What did he call it? Theresa May in a hostile environment. It's a great name for a band, by the way, guys. Great name for a band. Didn't get to ask him about coat hangers. No. So, at seven. Let me take you back in time. Let me take you on a journey. Last night. No, please. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Make it stop. Let me take you on a little journey into the unknown. I'm getting deja vu. Into a world where almost anything is possible. Mm. Where post could be said to have been delivered to a safe place, <laughs> but isn't actually there. Or was it? Maybe I did pick it, it up. It wasn't there. It wasn't there. They didn't deliver it. Okay. So last night, about seven minutes. Just for those of you who just tuned in, we've been discussing coat hangers tonight. Um, so, and I'm you have. Recap, we haven't. I'm going to recap a little story that we've been telling. And bearing in mind the story ends, the ending to the story is very, very disappointing. In terms of the story, for me, it was, it was satisfying. It was a satisfaction guarantee. I get a refund. The epilogue is I wake up and I seem to remember it actually being delivered and look around the house and can't find it. <clears throat> so... 
bought some coat hangers. I'm going through a divorce, so I bought some coat hangers. It's what you do, guys. Trust me. They don't tell you about that at Divorce Academy. (laughs) That's not a bad name for a film. The Divorce Academy. Where you go to, like, learn how to be divorced. Because no one tells you. Let me tell you. Oh, yeah, sure. When you get married, you'll go to church and uh, marriage lessons. You have to have marriage lessons at church. You've got movies, like Father of the Bride and... um, uh, wedding the, singer, the wedding singer, and let the wind blow that tell you how to be married, mm. but nothing to tell you how to be divorced. What's that all about then? Well, maybe come to Ian Lee's Divorce Club. Uh, Tuesday, we make Tuesdays at eight at the youth center. It's two pounds fifty subs, um, and that does get you a free glass of lemonade, Tizer, and Iron Brew. So, uh, bought the coat hangers. Oh, god. <laughs> Last night at seven minutes to one, I'm thinking, what the heck? What the heck? I reckon I could do a good, um, I reckon I could do all the Marx Brothers if I, if push came to shove. Anything further, father? Surely it's anything further, further. No, I don't think I could do the Marx. Hey, what's the matter with you? I can do the one that goes. <laughs> okay. That's, and, and his name is? Z- Zeppo is the fourth one. Zeppo's the unfunny one. Is Harpo. 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 <laughs> that makes more sense. Harpo marks. <laughs> um, they were actual brothers. Mm. That's the weird thing. They were actual brothers. You don't think they're funny? I haven't really had many dealings with them. Let's watch a Marx Brothers film because I didn't. I found him creepy, Groucho. Yeah, yeah, he's meant to be. He's meant to be. I think. My favourites are uh, the, the scenes with um, Chico and Harpo together. They're funny, man. They do some funny routines. They do some funny routines. What they used to do, this is how great they were. For some of their biggest films, like Night at the Opera and Day at the Races and stuff, they would tour it as a stage show. Right? So they write it, then tour it as a stage show, and they would have someone in the wings with a stopwatch, right, timing the laughter. So they do a gag. It's a brilliant gag where they're copying each other in a door frame. And they would time the laughter. That got 37 seconds. So when they filmed it, they would hold it for 37 seconds. So the laughter in the cinema would, would fit and they wouldn't lose any lines. That's why there's massive silent gaps in their films. It's for the laughter that they've, they've scientifically calculated. Um, we'll continue the coat. We'll, we'll do the coat hack. We'll start the whole thing again because that was a very poor start to the show. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. To make ends meet And keeps a man up on his feet Holding down his job Trying to show he can't be bored Ooh, it takes every kind of people To make what life's about Is this horse manure? I don't know how that got on there. Evening, dear listener. This is the Late Night Alternative. Weeknights from 10 on Talk Radio. My name is Ian Lee. Catherine Boyle will be here with us soon. Brand new callers only 
tonight. It means whenever we do these shows, we get less calls, but the calls we get are great. Um, if you're a regular caller, thank you. Your service is appreciated. Sit back and enjoy listening to the show tonight is my suggestion. And we're not doing a new-ish callers. It's brand new callers, please. You, you, you've never called in uh, one of my radio shows. Then tonight is the night. And lots of people on Twitter going, oh, I'd like to have a go, but I don't think I've got a story. Just phone in and say hello. You don't have to have a story. You don't have to. I mean, both those last calls and the last hour had pretty amazing things to, to share. You don't have to have that. You don't have to have a little piece. Just phone up and say hello. We'll have a chat. We'll see how life is uh, is going for you, how you're getting on. And um, we'll, we'll carry on. Now, um, some of you will have just tuned in. We kind of get a spike at 11 o'clock. So I'm just going to do a little recap for those who missed... Uh, the first hour, 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. Um, so I've just, I'm going through a divorce and I've been living in like a, a room for two years. And just in the last couple of months, I've, I've bought this farmhouse. And um, so I'm living there and I've got all my clothes and all my records and CD, all, all this stuff for the first time I've got around me. So, so many clothes and a lot of them, I think I'll chuck some of them away. So my boys the other day and we saw a clothes bank and they said, have you got any old clothes? I said, yeah. So we could chuck them away in there, whatever. So I ordered some coat hangers, and they came, and they were great. Wooden coat hangers, classy ones, nice ones. The metal ones sag, I think, in the middle. So I got these nice wooden coat hangers, but I still... It's taken up most of the wardrobe, but I can use the wardrobe in my boys' room because they won't really have many clothes in there. Um, and i still got a lot of clothes to hang up, including my jungle outfit. I got given the jungle outfit. No one else did. I got it. Um... So anyway, last night's show, right, we're doing last night's show, it was a fun show, some heavy stuff with, with Jerry and stuff, but by the way, some great developments in Jerry, some great developments with Jerry, he's got a solicitor now. Um, so but last night's show was a fun show, but then suddenly at seven minutes to one, we're talking about a yoga mat that I'd ordered, and that came, and then I'm thinking, I ordered some other things as well, didn't I order some... Did I order some coat hangers? I've been ordering a lot of stuff and I've been getting confused about what's come and what hasn't come. And Did I order some coat hangers? So about seven minutes to one, very unprofessional, on air, I went to my Amazon account and I looked and said, yeah, coat hangers. And then there's the weird thing. This is so surreal. It said they deliver, delivered on Thursday. So Kath has just joined me. Evening, Kath. Welcome Hi. back. Welcome back. Sit down. Can I turn the music up a bit? Turn it up one. You turned it up too. I didn't, didn't you? Okay, turn it up one. Sit down, sit down. I'm going to do a little recap because you probably missed what I was talking no, I about no, when you were out. Fully, I can I'll okay. catch up. Okay. Well, you're probably out, so I'm going to no, recap. Uh, well, you're definitely out. Um, yeah. So I'm going to recap. I'm not interested though. Um, as you know, I'm going through a divorce. Right. Okay, and it's a tough time. I've been living in a room. I've been renting a room for two years in kind of this self imposed, situationally imposed um, scenario. Yeah. About six to, six to eight weeks ago, two months ago, finally got this farmhouse, which you've been you've been to see. I have, yeah. And you like it. I, yeah, I do. Um, it's a nice farmhouse. A working farm. 1,499 cattle cows. I made sure I shut the gate. Country code. Country code. Got to watch the country code. I don't make any excessive noise. Um, you do blow off a lot. And that's, that was that's, the cows. That startles the animals. <laughs> Um, so, oh, you've totally made me lose my train of thought. So anyway, last night, um, 
We say, so, got, got, I've got coat, wood, wooden coat hangers. The metal ones tend to sag. And I bought some, and they were great. But it's kind of filled the wardrobe. doesn't matter. I can probably put the rest of the clothes in my boy's wardrobe. He won't have too many clothes in there. And I've got the still loads of clothes to hang up, including my jungle outfit. No one else got theirs. I got mine. Because the wardrobe lady liked me, as did the nation. Um, so I... I was doing the show last night, and about seven minutes to one... I don't know if you remember this, Catherine. But yes! <laughs> Were you possessed then? What was that? I don't know what happened then. <laughs> that was a sneeze and a yep. <laughs> OK. Well, I, I don't... That was the most fun thing that's happened out of this story. Anyway, carry on. I'm interested. Unbelievable. Just to let you know, and I will flag up the ending to this story now... In case people are getting their hopes up, it's going to be like a humdinger. It ain't. It's no punch. The end of this story sucks. The end is I get the money back during the phone call that I'm about to make. The epilogue is I wake up thinking, well, maybe I, I seem to remember it being delivered. So I hunt the house and I can't find it. So I do actually Did you spend, look in your safe place? I spend, a, yeah, spend a significant amount of time genuinely today thinking, I think I've got early onset Alzheimer's. That's not even me making a joke about it. Because I, I, well, I remembered the package uh, coming. Yeah. Did you remember telling this story about five times already? I've not finished it yet, Catherine. <coughs> I've not finished it yet. So, yes, I remember it. But I've not finished it. The thing is, I tell this story and people will be at home going, yep, yep. You, you, They've had the same with hangers. I'm like, I'm like bearing witness, brother. So, so, so. But anyway, seven minutes to one. I look online, and I, this 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 blew my this blew my mind. And I'm doing the show. You probably, if you can hear, if you can get hold of a very rare recording of last night's show. I've got it here if you want it. I do, actually. Have you? I mean, we could just carry on where we were left off. Okay, go on then. Because you'll hear my mind being blown as I look online and go, what the... And then I'm just thinking, oh, the coat hangers haven't come. So I'm just looking it up. This is last night's show you're listening to. Coat hangers were delivered Thursday. What? Stop it. That's my mind being blown. That is the sound of my mind being blown. It was like taking acid. It was like... The most, it was like a Salvador Dali painting come to life in my mind. Was it an erotic spasm? No. No. If anything, it was a shriveling. By the way, great name for a film, The Shriveling. That reminds me, did you hear what Stormy Daniel said about um, his. His dick was like Mario's mushroom. Yeah, mushroom, mate. I bet he's got a tiny penis. And she said he had Yeti pubes. I don't know what that means. Shaggy, I reckon. Hey, oh! I had a great day with Luke Haynes. The afternoon with Luke Haynes. Why right? did Why did Yeti pubes? You're gonna you think of- You're gonna find out, right? I, I told you half of a thing about. So Luke Haynes has been on the show. And I love Luke Haynes, and and um, there's this brilliant radio station called Bo- uh, Boogaloo Radio, right? Because in North London, there's this bar called the Boogaloo, right? It's quite a famous bar. The Libertines uh, met there, apparently. Um, a lot of trendy, very trendy people go there. But they've set up their own radio station. And Luke Haynes does a show there, Tuesdays, uh, 2 till 4. And they play their own music. And it's, it's primarily run by this young woman called Jen, who's just got this passion. And you can download an app. You can listen online. So Luke does a show. Alan McGee does a show. Bernard Butler does a show. Um, Run DMC were in there. And it's in, like, the old bin shed at the back of this pub. It's incredible. 
and it's, it's, it's and it's and we're going to get um, Jen is going to come on at some point and talk about it. She's like, "Am I allowed to come onto your radio station and plug mine?" I said, "Yeah, of course you are, because it's great. It's run with passion. It's got really artistic, creative people doing it, and they're doing it because they love it, right?" And and I love Luke Haynes, and he hated every every track that I chose, and well, yeah, a little bit. It was fun. Um, anyway, we went out for coffee afterwards, and because he said afterwards, "Do you want to go for a coffee?" And my normal reaction is to go, "Nah, I'm all right." Because I don't, I'm, I get nervous around people, and all I was going to do was sit in my car for an hour and a half before I went off to a meeting, right? But I made myself go. I'd really like to. Yes, thank you. And I was uncomfortable, but we had a really nice about an hour together, right? And he, Luke listens to this show, and he loves the show, and I know that because he, he often tweets us. His his um, partner often tweets us um, about the show. But here's the thing I didn't know. Oh, he loves George Galloway's show, right? I mean, who doesn't? He says, I disagree with everything he says, but I love the theatre of it. Yeah. And that's, and, which is true, which is great. But his other favourite show, which I think he prefers out of all of it, is Howard Hughes' nut job show on Sunday. <laughs> I could, could, could think, explain. Yeah, right. And I said, oh, did you hear the episode with the Sasquatch hunter from Manchester who was, like, abused by a yeti as a child and she's hunting Sasquatch? And he went, yes, I think I he's working on an album with Peter Buck. And he's written a song. It's not about her, but the title is about her called The Last of the Sasquatch Hunters or something like So he's written a song inspired by her. Because apparently him and his partner are always going, oh, you don't hear about yetis anymore. In the 70s, yetis were massive. Mm. Bigfoot was big. The abominable snowman. Yeah, Bigfoot was big is the joke that you, you trampled over there. That's kind oh, cool with that. Bigfoot was big. In the se- in the. In the 70s, Bigfoot was big. What do you mean, though? Um, Tall? You, now you're just being obtuse. Um, but so, and, and so this was like their running kind of gag. And then they're listening to Howard Hughes, and it's the, it's the Sasquatch woman from Manchester who thinks there are a load of tunnels underneath the Pennines that the Sasquatch run through to escape. <laughs> anyway, Luke's written a song about her. And I said, you've, you've only written a song about her, not a concept album? You're letting the side down, buddy. On that bombshell, here are the ads. Closing time conversation for tax inspectors, taxi drivers and taxidermists. Great big talk for the wee small hours. You've been trolling me big time, mate. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Divorce is tough. And what they don't tell you is you're going to need some coat hangers. To hang your, hang your, not just, and here's the funny thing, right? How many coats have you got hanging on a coat hanger? None. But you've got shirts and blouses, skirts and pants, um, maybe some ties, maybe some suits. Not one coat hanger. Why aren't they called pant hangers or um, tie hangers or shirt hangers or jacket hangers? It's just hangers. Or suit hangers. Can we stop saying hangers? They're called coat hangers. How come coats coats go on coat hooks? You got coat hooks and coat hangers? What? Is, what? Did I miss a meeting? I'd be a brilliant American Jewish comedian. I'd be br- what? Did I, did I miss a meeting? What the heck? You got coat hangers. You got coat hooks. When did coats get all the market space? Did I miss a meeting? Excellent. I'd be brilliant. I'd be such a good American New York Jewish comedian. Why is the little toilet downstairs called the cloak? Downstairs. What cloak? the? Why is the small restroom? You know the restroom when you go in the house and there's a door on the right. 
That's that rash. Why is it called a cloakroom? Who the hell uses cloakroom? I've got a great gag, topical as well. I can make this work. God, I can make this work. Who the hell wears cloaks these days? What is this? David Crosby's house? David Crosby from the birds. He wears clo- cloaks in the birds. Does he still? I doesn't know. No, no, no. But the when he's in the time. when he's on the when in the birds, he wears cloaks. You want to bring it up? To Who date? the hell's house is this? Um, Sabrina, the teenage witch. Bit, bit, bit more. <laughs> I've got it. I've got it for you. Go on, man. Who the hell's house is this? Harry Potter. I mean, not maybe not that, but something like that. New callers only tonight, please. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Um, and I think when this, when the wheels come off this this gravy train, I'm going to become a New York Jewish comedian. Did I miss a meeting? What the heck is this coke? I'm just going to riff now. I've not got anywhere to go with this. I'm just going to riff. New callers only, by the way. I'm going to riff. Uh what? What the heck? Coca Cola? I'm going to make cannabis drinks? Did I miss a meeting? What the heck? I... Oh, I'm riffing. I'm riffing. I literally have not planned this. This is just coming out. What the heck? Coca-Cola? I'm going to release drinks with cannabis in? Did I miss a meeting? The thing is, you drink it, you get so jacked up on the sugar and caffeine, then you come straight back down on the weed. That is a good gag. That is actually a good gag. Well... You get so jacked up on the sugar and caffeine, then you come straight back down on the cannabinoids. Cannabinoids? That's a word. I know. Cannabinoids, isn't it? Mm, mm, mm. I can't say it because I'm stoned. Did I miss a meaning? Oh, my God. Uh, yes, Thomas? I ordered it once on hangers. It never ended well for me. What was that? Coat hangers. Coat hangers. OK, he's reminding me. I'm talking about coat hangers. Thank you. So, here's, here's the story so far, guys. Uh, so, seven minutes to one last night. Thinking, cool, coat hangers. Um, uh, uh, OK, basically what happened is I, I, they phoned me up. I said, where are the thing? The guy said, bearing in mind, they give me a full refund. The guy says, um, we're sorry, we're going to launch an investigation into this. <laughs> Right. Uh, for how many coat hangers? Twenty. Thirteen right. pounds seventy nine. Okay. We're gonna launch an invest it take it would take up to twenty it take could take twenty four hours. I said, No, 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 no. You're gonna give me the money back. I said, What's the what the heck is the investigation gonna say, boy? Well it's because he goes, Oh, that was it, because it's third party seller. And I said, Well, excuse me, um I'm good friends with Jonathan Merlin Smith and I was good friends with Matt all right until I upset him and he, he had a paddy and now he doesn't talk to me anymore. But in that time um, I learned a lot about my consumer rights. My contract, I ordered it through you guys. My contract is with you. Yeah. It's not with the third party. I said, well, we're going to... It was a foreign bloke in a foreign country. And I can't wait for Brexit. I can't wait, because I don't want to have to deal with these jack-offs. Well, I... These jerk-offs. I... I won't have to deal with these foreigners in foreign countries. This is Amazon is a British company, for God's sakes. Let me speak to British people. If they have to be in a foreign country, let them be British people in a foreign country. British people go abroad. Let me speak to let me speak to John Apples in India. Let me let me speak to um Susan Turtle 
in Bombay. Let me speak to British people. Right? Let me speak to Brits. The Brits abroad. The great British abroad. Let me speak to these guys. Okay? What is this? I phone up Amazon. A British... Did I miss a meeting? And I'm speaking to Abdul and Rajan Palawa? Did I miss a meeting? Not politically correct. Didn't say he was politically correct, this guy, did I? Didn't say that. He says... But he says what we're all thinking. But we're not allowed to say it. You want to speak to John Apples? I want to speak to John... Good old British John Apples. Um... Anyway. He says he can't give me a refund. I say, yes, you can. He says, no, I can't. I say, yes, you can. He says, I said, I'll stop you there. Yes, you this can. is like now at 20 to 3 in the morning. I said, can I speak to your supervisor? Yeah, sure. Yeah, supervisor comes on and says, really sorry, sir, we'll give you a refund. I said, great, thanks. Hang the phone up. Get rid of my cob on. I'm still in front of the computer. I might as well make use of the, the before I switch it off. Go to bed. And then you've heard the epilogue. So that's the story. That's the story. Plain and simple story of everyday folk. It could happen to you. It could happen to... What's that song? It could happen to you. It could happen to me. It could happen to everyone eventually. Have you put a plaster over your webcam peeper? Um, I don't have a webcam peeper. I have a webcam. Yeah. No, I've not put a plaster over it yet. I've I've not broken it yet. I ain't used it enough. It's a new computer. I don't know. I'm just getting. I'm just getting vibes that you should put some kind of blockage over your webcam. This the way a, you're carrying on. This is a song. This is a song. Listen to this. This is. This, what, what are you talking about? I want the Russians to hack. I want their t- sex tape of me to be leaked. I want Com- a self. They're going to get compromat on you. Here we go. Here we go. You know this song? You know it. it's a great song. Bam, 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 bam. This is a great song. You can be the soul apart. John Anderson on vocals, Trevor Horn on the rest. To you. It can happen to me. It can happen to everyone eventually. Yeah. You don't know this song? No, I don't. You got terrible. I'm not really massively familiar with the works of Yes. This is 80s Yes. Surprise you don't know. Here we go, here we go, this is it. Listen to this. Here we go, here we go, listen to this. Here we go. Look down. Look down. Look out. Look around. Look out. Look out. It's crazy world. Wait, here we go. Here we go. Yeah. Here we go. You ready? Where you're going, you're 
that song? No. Mm. Ironically. Do you know this song, then? Okay. Dun, dun. I, no, I don't. I mean, play me any yes and I won't know it. Oh, it's a challenge. Isn't that fine, though, this one, actually? <laughs> don't think I know that one. Um, let me look up the album. Yes, 90125. It's a great album. Oh, you, you, no, 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 no. I knew you'd know one. You know this song. You know this song. You know this song. Yes. Stop it. This is like watching a less talented Jean-Michel Jarre playing the old uh, air harp. Inches away from my face. Are you ready? Owner of a lonely heart. Owner of a lonely heart. Watch So I've proved you wrong. Yeah, exactly. I t- you, they, thank you. Yes. So you say you don't know a song, and then I, I'll give you a song. Speaking of songs, did you hear about the haunting child's voice that was plaguing a uh, family, sending them do lally, and then they realised what it was? No, go on. What was this? All right, let me tell you this story. Have you got okay. any spooky music? Do you want it? Mm. Got some very, very spooky music. Hang on a second. Let's. Um... Let's get some very spooky. Uh, very, very spooky music. This music's gonna make you cack your pants. You're gonna cack your pants when you hear this music. It's so annoying. Ooh. Say the story. I can't give it to you in this. Oh. When you're doing this attitude thing. Well, it's an instrumental version. No, you won't crash the vocals. Crash the vocals. What's it? The eerie voice of a child singing "It's raining, it's pouring." It was tormenting a family for months. Right, I get some music. Hang on. This is this. I think this is spooky. It's called the Halloween Scar. Yes. Okay, go. Alice Connington, thirty-four, yes. who lives in Ipswich with her two young children, was left haunted by the sinister tune and unable to sleep. She told the Ipswich Star, "It was waking me up in the night. It was absolutely terrifying. I heard it all times in the night: one a.m., two a.m., four a.m. What about three a.m.?" Sometimes 3am. Wow. It was sporadic. Sometimes it would play once, other times it was over and over. 
I've got a recording of it. Do you want to hear it? Yes, mate. Of course I'm flipping. Right, turn that down then. Um, Love the fact that Kath's computer is not important enough to be plugged into the matter. thing, so you're going to hear it out of her tinny little apples. That was going off in the middle of the night, right? Flipping heck, man. The 34-year-old decided enough was enough and reported the ghoulish-sounding nursery rhyme to the council. Can you hear that? No. anything. Investigators tracked down the unnerving sound to a nearby industrial estate only a few hundred yards from her home. The spooky sound was meant to be a deterrent to stop opportunistic thieves and was set off by spiders crawling over the motion sensors. Hang on a minute, who would have that as a burglar deterrent? Well, maybe it's more like to frighten you off if you think you're going to get, I don't know, entered by a succubus. Incubus? Yeah. Um, that's really, uh... not weird, though? Yeah. Spokesman for the council said, This is unique in our experience. It was difficult to believe a nursery rhyme would be playing in the middle of the night, but we do take all complaints extremely seriously. And asked the residents who contacted us to let us know when it was actually playing so we could investigate properly. We appreciate the people living nearby would find it quite spooky. Mm, well, I don't know. What a weird thing. What a bunch of idiots the world is made up of. <laughs> uh, 0344-499-1000. Brand new callers tonight. We've had two. It'd be good if we could double that. But I'm not expecting it. These are always harder shows for us. We've always got to work a little bit harder. Um, maybe we'll throw out some kind of phone-in, typical phone-in questions. Uh, but if you've never phoned in, uh, tonight is the night. None of you won't be crashing any of the regulars, little set pieces, little monologues. Be, none of that is going on tonight. This is your chance. If you don't want to phone in, that's absolutely fine. Me and Kath will just sit here... And talk absolute nonsense. Uh, it's the phone number's free for most of you, pennies at the most. Um, but you'll speak to James. He will take your name and number and give you a call straight back. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. When we come back, got a really interesting story about coat hangers. Oh, Experience the unconventional, Evening, the unpredictable, and the completely unorthodox exactly. with rule-free Ian Lee. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. I've got no internet for the last four days. On Talk Radio. Uh, got some bad news, guys. Some very, very bad news. Uh, this is going to upset a lot of you guys, because a lot of you have got absolutely no taste in music, and you're idiots. I laughed when I read this. A BBC Christmas tribute to Ab- Abba. Abba? Abba. To Abba, which would showcase their first new song in 36 years, is in chaos. Because the band says the track is not ready yet. For Christmas? Mate, you got three flipping months. I tell you what, Benny, pull your finger out of Bjorn. Bjorn, pull your finger out of Benny. Get in that studio and start mixing. Add those sleigh bells and mix it. Christmas number one. Mm-hmm. The show, provisionally and lazily entitled, if you were doing a tribute to ABBA and their music, what would you call the show if you were a boring, lazy BBC <sighs> jerk Thank you for the music. There we go. God, really? I would call it Does Your Mother Know. 
This one. Does your mother know this one? I would call it um, the, the the last time you walked away. The first time I got on the train. What the day was before it? you came. That was it. I would call it You Came. Who sang that? You, you came, came, you, you made changed the, the way I mess. feel. Wild. Here we go. It's a tune, that. That's a great tune, that. That is a great tune. That's when she did the comeback, isn't it? Yeah. In the 90s, yeah, Chris yeah, Evans yeah. fancied her. Everyone fancied her. Everyone always no, fancied her. Chris Evans like, fancied her verbally all over her. Don't forget your toothbrush. Well, he's coming to work here now, so that's great news, and we can't say anything bad about him. I'm not saying told. anything bad. I mean, there's nothing wrong with fancying Kim. The show, provisionally and lazily titled <laughs> Hinky Fan <laughs> Music, was set to be one of the BBC's seasonal highlights. Not in my house, it wouldn't. However, the biggest draw for excited fans was having the chance to see avatars of the group, nicknamed... OK, if you're a lazy idiot and you had avatars of ABBA, what would you call them? Avatars. What? Avatars. Yeah, you said avatars. Mm. I was just you, you, you just used the same word. You yeah. just call them av- I just call them avatars. I mean, how lazy would we be? I was, <laughs> I was being super lazy. Performing the new song called I Still Have Faith... I still have faith in you. Okay, um, BBC, don't kid yourself. No one's listening for the new material. But now the project is in turmoil. The song, along with a second called Does Your Daughter Know You're Out? No, it's not. <laughs> no, it should have done. And it's, and it's him like with like an older woman, and this time he's like, okay, I can... It's the, it's the girl from Does Your Mother Know You're Out who's like... 14 in the song, is she? 15, the age is mentioned, I think. Um, but this time, she's 55, and he's like, do you know what? I've not been able to stop thinking about that night, and I'm only thinking, you can't arrest me for thinking. Can't arrest me for thinking. The thought police can't get me yet. And a lot of my peers are into that, but now you're 55, let's do it. Also, she'll know tricks now. Oh, flipping heck. The, the song, along with a second called Don't Shut Me Down... Don't shut me down, don't shut me down. Oh, please, 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 don't shut me down. When I came into town, you wanted to shut me down. But don't shut me down, oh, no. Don't shut me down. I said, whoa, no. Don't shut me down. We're avatars. It's not yet ready for broadcast. They will now not be heard until 2019. Band member Bjorn Ulvius admitted yesterday it was planned for the end of the year. But I think we are talking about the beginning of next year now. I'm very proud of both songs. One is like a pop song from the 70s. The other is less shit. <laughs> My God. <laughs> Last night, the BBC confirmed the ABBA TV special will be broadcast in 2019. Oh. We'll all have to hang on. Has anyone seen that new um, Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, whatever it's called? Yeah, it's called, isn't it? Yeah, a load of idiots have seen it. A lot of idiots and oh. um, people with no taste. Why would you go and watch that after seeing Mamma Mia? Here we go. This is this is the story of the day, and I don't know why this is not a big story. This is a huge story. Former Grange Hill stars have blasted BBC bosses for snubbing the children's show 40th anniversary celebrationis. Oh, really? They accused the Beeb of disowning the series, which ran for 30 years... After, let's get some. Um, um, let's get the theme music. Let's get the. Um, 
gonna do it. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do it properly with the, the music. Right. Former Grain Chill stars. Former Grain Chill stars have blasted BBC bosses for snubbing the children's show's 40th anniversary celebrations. They accused the Beeb of disowning the series, which ran for 30 years, after they were left organising and funding their own fans' event and black tie party. The BBC aren't putting any of our licence fee into the Grand Chill Stars party. That's outrageous! It's not what I pay my licence fee for. I pay my licence fee for people that haven't been on television for 10 years to have a big party. Not for the television programmes. It's for the parties. Paula Ann Bland, 50, who played pupil Claire Scott. Stop rubbing your thighs. (laughs) Very, uh, her and Catwoman. I can't understand. What was the Grangehill theme was used for another TV show, or another TV show, because it was um, like stock music. Uh, It was library music, library footage, library music. And it was used for another TV show. Was it? We, could, we can Google it in a second. Let's try and work it out. I think it was Grandstand before the Grandstand music. No. Google. Google. All right. I think it was Grandstand before the Grandstand music. Grange Hill music. Yes. Yeah, don't type it like a sentence. Just type it missing out loads of words. What <laughs> else <laughs> used for... <laughs> Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. By the way, I'm enjoying this tonight. Oh no! Oh. oh no! It was give us a clue. It was give us a clue. The theme tune to Grain Chill was also the theme tune to give yeah. us a clue. Yeah. Isn't that nuts? It is. Do you remember? I used to, we were, used to have give us a clue seemed to be on all the time when I was a kid. The theme tune I remember for give us a clue though was give us a clue. We're asking you. you give, give us, us a, a clue. clue. Give us. I'm You're singing, singing blankety blank. Yeah, but it was those were the. <laughs> that was um. That was it, wasn't it? Give, give us a clue. Give us a clue. Give us a clue. Um. Give us a clue. Theme. Here we go. This is from a VHS copy I brought with me. No conversation. Just demonstration. Is what you do. Give us a clue. Let's sing you on it. Because what we're going to do... Lionel Blair. No, 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 but... W- there were some amazing people in the opening titles there. Spike Milligan. Was it? Spike Milligan and Dave Lee Travis. Give us a clue if Dave's in the building. I want to hide. <laughs> Based on a true story. So let's see who's on this episode. That's it. Ooh, with Michael Parkinson. With Lisa Goddard. <laughs> Miserable man. Now my team today I have Mary Parkinson. That's his wife, that's cheating. Marty Payne. Oh. Keith Ferret. Keith Ferret. 
Who's she? I recognise her. Keith Ferret. Who is Keith Ferret? Do you recognise her? She's her... called Keith Ferret. Keith Ferret. Let's just... Uh... We've turned into Bob Milshaw. Keith Ferret. Keith Ferret, yeah. OK. And on my team today, I have... Leslie Crowder! Leslie Crowder! Come on down! And Tim Wright. My money's on the first team. Leslie Crowder's got a glass of scotch! <laughs> what, what a show! He's got a glass of scotch! Oh, good old Leslie Crowder. But look at the opening titles, right? Um, the, the, the people in this, we've got to try and name them, OK? Right. So there's there's um, Kenny Everett. Is that Faith Brown? Maureen Lippman, Martin Jarvis. Don't know who that is. Mike Reed. Is that who's that? Is that not Eartha Kitt? That was Eartha Kitt. <laughs> Flipping Eartha Kitt. Bob Holness, Linda Lusardi, um, Gillian Telforth. Don't know who that is. D- Bernie Winters, um, the woman from Freshfields, Bonnie Langford, Spike Milligan, Bella, Bella Redberg. Wow. Man, I'd watch that. I'd watch that. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. 499 Brand new callers only. And we're shooting ourselves in the foot, but what a delicious bullet it is to take, because I'm having fun. Uh, this is The Late Night Alternative, weeknights from 10 with Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with that man, Ian Lee. There's no strangers here, just friends you haven't stalked on Facebook yet. Have never sent my picture to anyone who didn't request it. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Yes. Mm. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. No callers only tonight, please. CJ says you're not paid to have fun. You're paid to find out who murdered Princess Diana and why. And he makes an excellent point. But just tonight, please, CJ, please, please let us have a break from that Princess Eye investigation. Because we, we, Catherine and I, when we investigate that, and I do believe it's a crime, when we investigate that, we get to see some of the most horrific images that the public never got to see. Even the ones that got leaked online, we see, we see ones worse than that. And that, is, that takes a toll. I'm, I'm the owner of a, of a lonely heart. Kath is the owner of a lonely heart. But oh. that, those images take a toll. So let's have a night off. Let's have a night off to celebrate Lisa Goddard. Is Lisa Goddard still around? I think so. Is she up to? Um, I always used to confuse her with Jane Asher. Why? They look completely different. No, they don't. They've got boobies and yellow hair. Wow. No, Jane Asher has red hair. No, she didn't. Yes, she did. Oh, she, what are you talking about? Famously red-head. Famously went out with Paul McCartney. Red hair. Not quite so famously. She's got yellow heads. No, Anyway, Lisa Goddard is still alive. Well, how old is she? I'm going to say... Oh, no. I'm going to say 67. Incorrect data. 68. One year out. I bet she's still a fox. What's she doing these days? What was she, an actress? Yes. Television and stage actress. Good for her. Good for her. And, of course, the former wife of... Well, see, I want to say Alvin Stardust. Correct. But wasn't Jane Asher Alvin Stardust? No. It was Lisa Goddard, was it? Yes. That's why I confuse them. They both went out with two of Britain's biggest rock stars. Oh. He's dead, isn't he? Paul McCartney, yeah, 1967. Died in a car crash, replaced by a Scottish actor. Now, I've got lots of books waiting for me. 
A lot of books waiting for me, and one book I'm I'm very excited about. Excited about this. This will, by the way, a little look on on Digital Spy for the first time in ages. They're upset that I've. They seem to think I was making jokes about Fred and Rose West. I would never do such a thing. So, so you guys on Digital Spy, you better retract that immediately. I'm gonna, I'm gonna um, bury you in my walls. Joking, you see. We couldn't make a joke about Hillsborough. What? Don't tempt me. The daughter of Fred and Rose West fears they murdered up to 30 more victims. I've got the book. Uh, the book. The co- she's called Mae West, isn't she? Mm-hmm. Horrified Mae West, 46. Imagine, imagine, right, on a serious note now. Imagine being their kid. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how long she was there. I know, I know a lot of her, the, 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 some of their kids was, were murdered and were raped. I don't know, we may find out as the story goes on in here, but um, how long she was around or whether she kind of left as a... I, I don't know, but imagine... I'll tell you why this is on my mind. I've been to Luke Haynes, and he has worked... His first album was engineered by a guy, and you might recognise this name. His first album was engineered by a guy called Paul Gad Jr. Gosh. Yeah. And his dad, his dad was obviously Paul Gad, Gary Glitter. And um, he's disowned his dad and has nothing to do with him and hasn't for a long, long time. But you, um, Im- I mean, it's got, got the, it's got the same name, wow. But you imagine being the kid, and I think it's pretty fair to say that Gary Glitter and Rose West are probably, if you were compiling a list of the top five most hated Britons, mm-hmm. they'd be in there. Yep. Definitely in the top ten, probably top five. Right. So imagine that is your dad. Got nothing to do with what he did. Got the, the crimes. You know, you can't. Was it? You can't blame the son for the crimes of the father, whatever. But absolutely nothing. You're as horrified as the rest of the nation, if not more so. If it's possible to be so, because it is your it is your father. I don't think they had a particularly close relationship anyway. But it's your father. I, how do you carry that around? How do you deal with that? I'm guessing there's a bit of therapy involved. Uh, but how do you deal with that? And also having the same name. That's got to be a tough old thing. And working in the music industry. That's a tough thing, isn't it? Yeah. You'd, you'd change your name, wouldn't you? You would think so. But then also, why Why should, why should you? you? Why should you? Because you're not responsible you didn't do what your dad did. No. You, did. you didn't do those things. It's like when um, it's in the jungle, slightly different. I was in the jungle with Stanley Johnson, and they wanted us to kind of have a bit of aggro from the lefties about Boris Johnson. And I said, I, I can't because he's not his son. You know, I think his son's a dick, and I think Stanley's a dick, but for different reasons. His, his dad, his Stanley, is quite ecological. You know, he goes around the world talking about ecology and, and uh, how we're damaging the planet and stuff. And I said, I can't blame him for his son's horrendous attitudes and, and things, you know. Um, the daughter of Fred and Rose West fears they murdered up to 30 more victims. Horrified May West, 46, believes her evil parents never stopped killing. Police uncovered several mutilated... This is, this is pretty grim, but of course it's grim. We're talking about the Wests. Police uncovered several mutilated female bodies, including May's sister, from the garden uh, and cellar of the family home in Cromwell Street, Gloucestershire. 
Now May has written a book called Love Is Always Mum. The true. Did we try and get her on? I think we did. Do you want to try again now? The now that the male exclusivity has broken, we might get a slightly more favourable thing. I'm happy to go and meet her. Obviously, something like that. Sometimes get, getting them on the phone or getting them in the studio is not the most not conducive to having a good old chat. I'm happy to go and meet her over a coffee or something. Uh, it details her life growing up with the wicked pair. That's a slight understatement, Daily Star. She told Good Morning Britain's Susanna Reid. I like. To, can, can I just say, by the way, in a world of arseholes on television and uh, on the camera and behind the camera in television, Susanna Reid is an absolutely delightful, wonderful human being, and, and the, the world is a better place having her on telly. I think she's great. She's so nice. Uh, she told Good Morning Britain, Susanna Reid. She always knew her father could not be trusted. May said sometimes he was funny, and we'd look forward to him coming home from work, but he was definitely strange. If you knew he was coming home, I mean, listen to this. If you knew he was coming home, home, you'd have jeans on, go to bed fully dressed, because he would just come into your room. Fred, 53, hanged himself while on remand in Birmingham prison in what year? God, um, 1992? 95. 95. After confessing to killing 12. Later that year, Rose was convicted of 10 murders and now 64 is serving a whole life sentence in Low Newton Prison, County Durham. But May is convinced there are more victims of the couple. Speaking of her dad, she said, people ask, do you think he stopped? And I think he just stopped using the house. Asking if there could have been more victims, she replied, I don't know. They do say they never stopped, although maybe altogether maybe 30 more. Though May is now happily married with two children, she admitted that her family past still haunts her. I bet. Listen to this. But you remember that book that we both read, Happy Like Murderers, the way those children were terrified in their own homes, something else. Listen to this. This this paragraph is quite incredible. She told how her 23-year-old daughter was was at a Halloween party when two revellers turned up dressed as Fred and Rose. First of all, what are the chances? Secondly, wow. That has got to be a... For your grandparents to be so enmeshed... Enmeshed? Enmeshed. Enmeshed, Enmeshed in British folklore. They're part of folklore now. In the same way that the Moors murders are, the same way that Jack the Ripper is, they're part. And I know it's still very recent, but they're, they're part of it now. She's never really talked about it. May said she just said, "Oh, good for her." She never really talked about it. May said she just said, "You'll never guess what they came. You'll never guess what they came as your mum and dad." <laughs> oh, that's well, good for her. But May's younger son, son still does not know. Still does not know the truth about. His grandparents. She said, he's never really asked me. I definitely want to wait until he's older. Detectives have always suspected that the West were responsible for more unsolved murders because of gaps in their killing spree. Yeah, of course they were. You know, the cowardly scumbags they are. He hanged himself and she's never going to tell. She's living it up. Um, Yeah, I've got that book. I've got got to to finish the Carly Simon book. Then I want to read the Robin Williams book. Then I want to read the Bruce Lee book. Then I want to read that. I want to read. Um, I want to read that. Man alive. Um, you're right. Yeah. No, I'm just composing this email. Okay. Another hour to go before Paul Ross comes in. Well, we've done two hours. I know. 
Um, we're, we're making it hard on ourselves tonight, guys, and we'll stick with this until one o'clock. Normally, about this point, we go, ah, let's do call straight to air, but I'm keen to stick with this till one o'clock. Um, the two calls we've had have been absolutely blinding. Um, so it is brand new callers only tonight, and, um, we're always aware when we set this challenge for ourselves that, uh, it, it means we don't get that many calls, but the calls we get are absolutely golden. I just thought today would be, it'd be a fun thing to do. So... O three four 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 nine nine one thousand. O three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Calls cost you pennies at most. You'll speak to James, he'll give you a call back. But for the next hour, we are only taking calls from people that have never phoned the radio show. This is the late night alternative weeknights from ten with Ian and Kath on Talk Radio. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. That's Maxine Brown. I just found that my iTunes. I don't. I have no idea how that got there. That's Maxine Brown, and the song "Stop." And I'm just thinking, who the hell is Maxine Brown? I don't know who this person is. And so I just googled her. She's still around, 79 years old. Maxine Brown began singing as a child, performing with New York-based gospel groups. Um, I never heard of her. Uh, all backing from vocals for Maxine Records were the Sweet Inspirations, Elvis's backing group, um, plus Ashford and Simpson. 
Um, but then that isn't even listed as... I'm looking at the singles. Oh, hit records. That isn't even listed as a song. I don't know anything about her. Here's the thing. I, I, I like soul music. Do you like a soul music? Yeah, yeah. But I don't really know much about it. Uh, it's, it's a kind of a very broad genre, and I don't really know much about it. But when I hear stuff like that, I think, man, thank God I'm alive. Thank the Lord I'm alive. Because that kind of music is great. Oh three, four four. I'm not even give out the phone number. No one's calling in. That's fine because we've we've set the bar high today. New callers only. Brand new callers only. Not newish. Not people who've called two or three times before. Not people who, who haven't called me for ten years. Brand new callers. You must never have called in. And we've had two calls. But I've got to say, what are two calls they've been? Haven't they? Um, you can call in about anything if you're waiting for the the um, for the question. If you're waiting for the the hook, there ain't one. You can call in. I've sent Kath off to get a little bit of chocolate because she's tired. You're tired. Yeah, I really am. You look a bit um, pale. Is everything all right? I feel very well. I'm all right. What's wrong? I just feel a bit faint. Do you want? What, tell you what. Forget this. I got this. It's fine. I'm all right. You look very pale. You look like you're about to faint. I'm okay. No, no, no. But I'm serious. You look very pile. You, but, but piles. You, I can see your piles. <laughs> You look very piles, you look very pale, and your eyes are very black. Go and get some fresh air. Go and get some fresh air, or All go right, and have Dad. a little... No, no, be serious, because you've got a long drive home. I know. Go and get some fresh air, or go and have a lie down. Let me... Uh, yeah, okay. Because you look terrible. <laughs> Thanks. And I'm, I'm saying that as your best friend. You look rough as arseholes. <laughs> <laughs> you see how quickly she, um... She abandoned me there. Not not a thought for the show. This is why we don't know why we're not up for awards this year, because her attitude sucks. I'm teasing, I'm teasing. Come on. And she just went again. Her attitude is the l- I'm teasing. Go on, go. Straight away she just turns and goes. Her attitude towards this show, her dedication is awful. Hey Joe. I'm teasing. Go on. And she just went. This is it. Well, it's after midnight. It's the freak, the freak zone. Hello, Joe. Hello. Have you I'm been a freak? Sorry, <laughs> I'm a freak yes. in the freak zone. We've spoken before, haven't we? No, we haven't. So your chap that I just spoke to yeah. said that we had spoken before. Yeah. I have spoken to James, okay. but I've never spoken to oh, you. Oh, in that case, in that case, my chap, I'm going to slap my chap on his chaps. Jo- it's okay, I corrected him, and he was fine about no, it. No, I still think I still think physical violence is the only way for uh, kids to learn I think these him, days. He may learn. I think he may learn well, if I think you he do might. that. Um, how you doing, Joe? You all right? I'm good, thank you. What are you, yes, what are you doing think... up at ten past midnight on a Tuesday night, Wednesday morning? Well, I'm a little bit sad because I meant to tune in earlier. However, I got pulled into oh. a television programme called Naked Attraction. Oh, we had a few people tweeting us about um, Naked Attraction is on. This is the show for um, sexual deviants. It's really very odd and very uncomfortable viewing. <laughs> and I was hiding behind the pillows and thinking... It, just not normal, is it? Have you not seen it before? Well, I've kind of turned over and I've sit, but I haven't. Well, that's sat that's and what they do in the show. They have to turn yes, over. Yes, they do. They turn round yeah. and wiggle things yeah. and um, show people piercings that you'd never think existed. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I sat and watched this programme in its entirety and decided it was not for me. <laughs> you watched the whole thing, you mucky pup. I did. Cat's back. I Cat's, really, really did. Cat's favourite show, she wants to go on there. I do not want I, to go on there. I felt like I needed to somehow validate myself. And so I was sitting there and going, well, I'm I'm good at that bit. That yeah. bit, I'd be OK. But yeah. that bit, Marie, not so much. But, yeah. So for know. those that know, you get, is it, it's like five people. So, you, so it's like a dating show. So you'll have, and, it, and it, they do gay and straight and bi couples as well. So you'll you get a woman yeah. come out and, um, is, is she no, clothed? she's clothed at She's first. clothed at the start. And she might be looking at blokes or she might be looking at girls or she might be looking at a mixture of blokes and girls, right? It's, yes. it's, which is great. I think that's really... Yes. Th- that part's cool. And I don't know any other mm-hmm. dating show that's done that. And then... But these five people that she's looking at are in pods. And yes. they're different naked. Different coloured pods. Different yes. coloured pods. And then the pods rise up so you see... You don't see their dicks and fanny... Sorry. You don't see their winkles and their fannies. No, I think they do bums first, don't no, they? No, you do... No, straight away. Straight so away you go, you go straight to the... in with full frontal, bottom half nudity. Just like when I go so, on dates. <laughs> yeah, oh, honestly, just like when you go on dates, Ian. It's exactly the same thing. And, um, yeah, everything, everything is yeah. on display. The whole thing. And actually, today, it was quite amusing because it was a, a gay chap and he was looking for another gay chap, obviously, and um, one of the guys that made it down to the final two was the guy that had quite clearly the smallest penis. Oh, well, that's romance. Oh, you know, I was really quite taken aback by his generosity. <laughs> um, well, maybe he's got a tiny, you know, maybe he's, maybe that's, you know. But they're just judging it on that. So you can't even say, well... He's judging it because of his lovely personality or... Because it is purely on aesthetic. And also... nothing else. Also as well, we all know this, ladies and gentlemen, that you cannot tell what a penis is going to look like when it's on the slack. Because yeah. some some grow a little bit and some grow a lot. And that's just not... That's true, isn't well, it? Well, no, but if it's a toadstool, you might as well forget it. All right, stop oh, mocking if Trump. If it's like Donald Trump's <laughs> toadstool, yes, yes. And it's supposed to be in a Mario game. He's, can, I t- can I tell you, because I'm a little bit late to the, 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 the what's the name, Trumpy Daniels? Stormy Daniels. Mm-hmm. Can, I, can I give you my, my thoughts on it now? Right. Yeah. I, the first I thought, oh, that's funny. I don't, I don't think um, body shaming in any way is cool. And I don't think, I don't think dick shaming is a cool thing. I don't think that's cool. I don't cool. think it wins you. I don't think it wins you any supporters. No, I. You know, because some men have big willies and some men have small willies, and um, I just and there will be men that have small willies that are anti-Trump that'll be seeing that and going, oh, mm. oh, the the, mm. the joke is about small. The, the joke now about Trump is he's got a tiny willy. I've got a tiny willy, and I'm ashamed of it anyway. Uh-huh. Uh, do you know what yeah. I mean? I'm, I'm with you on that, and I actually don't think... I think when you lower things to that lowest common denominator, you're kind of losing your argument, aren't you, really? Oh, but, 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 she never asked to be a spokesperson for what is fair in, you know, conversations about sex. She, you know, she's, a, she's, a, she's in an industry where yeah. you are judged absolutely on, on yeah, okay. so the size of your penis. Uh, yeah, that's what she judged. She also, she's that, she? she's got quite she's got some quite racist views as well. So, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. She's not being held up as she's not she's not stood up there as a role model. Okay. Is she? She's been dragged into it. Well, no. there may yeah. be. There, okay, well, coach, then she she can say what she wants to say. But then maybe it's our responsibility as the press, mm-hmm. which I guess we are, and human beings to not play into the. 
I'm not in Laughter. the press, so therefore no, I can quite legitimately yeah. imagine Donald Trump's penis as one of those little mushrooms yep. in Mario Kart yep. and feel no guilt about that whatsoever. I can't play Mario Kart with my kids anymore. <laughs> I can't do that now because the whole, a whole, and that's one of the greatest games of all time, Mario Kart, but the whole thing I is know. ruined. I know, but, you know, that's all I can think of is those little toadstools. Yeah. There you right. go, there's Donald with his little spotty toadstool. The thing is, though, right, so there's this has come out. This won't, this won't affect him. There is no. talk of um, they've got a tape of him back in the day from a TV show outtake using the M word quite freely. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. That, and the thing is, and they're like, well, th- when this comes out, this will finish him. Nothing is going to finish him. He'll get. He's going to get no. a second term um, at, at, because a lot of his supporters will be going, yeah, he's using the M word. He's taking that word back from the mm. rap community, and yeah, they are M words. Why can't we say M word? I think if he's not impeached over the Russian stuff, then he will definitely get in for a second term. He's totally... Definitely, definitely. So if they don't pull their socks up and do something pretty quickly, I think that's going to happen. I think assassination... I don't actually think that the other party have got anybody that is going to rival him at the moment, which is quite disconcerting. Um, yeah. Oh, well, it's dark. It's dark Maybe we days. should send Boris over there. Oh, Maybe we should sort of send Boris, Boris, and it'd be Boris versus Trump. Boris Johnson, the mayor be... of Uxbridge. No, no yeah. the MP for Uxbridge. God damn. Yeah. Maybe we'll make him look slightly different, put some bunches in his hair or something, and wow. ribbons. Yeah, and... be lovely. Um, yeah. Hey, Joe, listen, so do you, do you, if you, so you speak to James a lot. What? Do, uh, do you listen to this rubbish that we do, or do you kind of switch off at 10? I always listen to you. Oh, no, I always listen to you. Oh, yeah, thank I always you, mate. treat you. I treat you all the time. Do you? Which, yeah. Hang on, which Joe are you? Hang on. I'm Joe Joe. Oh, you're Joe Joe! Oh, I, I didn't realise! Oh, I didn't realise! I'm Joe Joe of the healthcare background. How, so my, how's, so how's everything I've going? Been... You've had a rough old, you've had a rough old yeah. time of it. I have had a rough old time of it, and I have to say that... Um, Listening to the show and some of the wonderful listeners on the show have been fantastic in rallying around and giving a bit of support, which has been really wonderful. Oh, good. Um, yeah, it has. It, it genuinely has been. And, and I think, you know, the, the power of a community yeah. it, within a radio station shouldn't be underestimated. Well, I'm this really, is what really we were doing. talking about when we were doing a little talk at this radio um, conference thing yesterday. We were trying to get across, and we got maybe got a bit tongue-tied, but about... How radio creates a community, or it can create a community, that in a way that television and newspapers can't do, and how you can harness that and what you can do to enhance it and use the power that that creates, and you're living proof of it, because we saw you having a lousy time, and we saw some people reaching out to you, and I'm glad things are on the Absolutely, and lifted me down and gave me some really good advice, and advice that I've actually followed through, and just, you know, I haven't taken Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. But I'm going to do something. No, I have. You followed through? I followed through. Yeah, that's regular. It's just one of those things. I'm a woman of a certain age. (laughs) Hey, I like your, as the Americans would say, I like your bangs. <laughs> my bangs. That's the, your bangs. That's an American for fringe. I only found out in the last six I months. I have got a really good fringe. You got great bangs. Yeah. As they, uh, I have got. I have got a good fringe. Occasionally, it's wonky. Yeah. And when I'm feeling a little bit frustrated with my life, I tend to take a pair of scissors to it. Myself. Yes. And then that's when it becomes very short. They're good. As long as wonky. as long as it's just your hair that you're taking the scissors to, that's all right. Oh, yes. Yeah, yes, fine. it is. That's there there right. are multiple. Uh, things on social media about the traumas of publicists and fringes. Yeah, yeah. Hey, it's nice to speak to you, Jojo. 
Yeah, thank you very much for having me on your show. Oh, it's a pleasure, and I hope you enjoyed your filthy, disgusting, perverted television dating show. Yeah, it was just an experiment. I just felt like I needed to, you know, have my children bring it up with me. You need to do a few more know. experiments over the next few weeks, I think, Joe. I probably do. <laughs> Thanks for calling. There we go, you see. Thank you, Joe. There we go. I was she tweets all the time occasionally I tweet back but I've been kind of watching that she's been having a rough ride of it last week and was very poorly um, and she phones in, there you go see I like it when we do these shows it's hard work and I know you're not feeling particularly well you're right, I'm okay, I'm what's fine. going on? what's going on now? No, no, I'm just looking into the Stormy Daniels stuff because yeah. I've, I've been listening to, tell you what I've been listening to Yeah, that, my dad wrote a porno no, my, the old pro podcast Okay. Um, sex workers. Ka- Caitlin Bailey, she's an ex-sex worker, but they talk Is about... Is she the one that you had on the show? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, right. Yeah, so, um, and they do mention her quite a lot, and obviously they're Team Stormy, but they have said, you know, that she's not... Yeah. She's not Saint Stormy, you no, know, she's got not. she's got flaws like, you know, like, like a lot of people. Yeah. But yeah, I, they did say something about her being racist, I'm trying to find the, inc- the incident of it. Okay. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. brand new callers only, please. This is the Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. Take a trip into the alternate reality of Late Night Radio. I think I'm in something like The Matrix, and so are you. The Late Night Alternative. Hello, hello. With Ian Lee. Is there anybody out there? On Talk Radio. Hello. Oh three. Four 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 nine nine one thousand. New callers only tonight, please. And um, yes, Parky Parkinson, Michael Parkinson's Michael Parkinson themed show tonight. <laughs> we started off talking about um, the coat hangers that Michael Parkinson claimed he'd left in my safe place. Uh, we t- then we talked about him uh, writing Grain Chill and being on Give Us a Clue, and now we're talking about him being a miserable old git because that's what he is. He does a lot of moaning, or maybe he just no. gets re- his moans are the only thing that gets reported. I'm Parky. Social social media has made the traditional chat show a thing of the past, claims TV legend Sir Michael Parkinson. Uh, no, it hasn't. He says celebs give away so much on Twitter and Instagram, there's nothing left to talk about. Yes, there is. Parky, eighty three, who was the king's king of, who was the UK's king of chat. Come on, man. Who? Wh- wh- when was the coronation of that? What about Wogan? He was a king of chat, wasn't he? Oh he, no, Wogan was ter- Wogan on TV was not good. It was a terrible. He was a terrible interviewer. It, it, I mean, famously, I think Parky used to blow quite oh, a lot of smoke. The Parky was 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 rubbish. I think Parky was not as good as as, as people to have us believe. But um, but Terry was was famously. I I think he was a terrible TV interview. Yeah, very didn't didn't get anything. But Parky, yeah, Parky was just, just as soon as, you know, Sammy Davis Jr. or Michael Bublé comes out, he's on his knees, unzip, <laughs> undoing their belt, unzipping their flies, pulling their trousers and pants round, motioning for them to turn round, taking a drag on a cigarette, opening their buttocks. <laughs> All right, OK, we get the idea. Blowing smoke right up Bublé's backside. <laughs> um, Parky, 83, who was the UK's king of chat from 71 to 2007, said... Problem now is that the mystery and intrigue of fame have disappeared. Sounds a bit like Savile because he's from the same area. Because of the electronic world we live in. This is how old he is. Because <laughs> of the electronic world we live in. Dear God, man. It was electronic in 1971. Speak and Spell came out in 1974. I think. If that's true, then I'm good. 
Because of the electronic world we live in, they've been replaced by familiarity that can often mean, no matter what question you might pose to your guest, the viewer already knows the answer. This is bitter. Yeah. But he praised Graham Norton for keeping his Friday night show alive with a clever twist. Parky said, Graham has solved the problem by transforming the talk show into... That is not a bad Parky, is it? That is not a bad Parky. No, but he, he slurs, his, he falls over his words Graham more. Graham has solved the problem by transforming the talk show into parties. Everyone included... That was it! Transforming the... He, he runs his words together. What was that? He does that. Transforming the... Floor. He, he does that. Graham has solved the problem by transforming the talk show into a party with everyone, including the audience invited. <laughs> It was because of his rare talent for making his guests feel wanted and his ability to convince his guests, often reason for the first time they'd have long buddies. He's not so much a torture, I was an illusionist. Uncanny. Well, he joined now by Samus Davis Jr. and Michael Bublé. Michael, that's about your new album, you sing the Sinatra songs. <laughs> Sammy, you work with uh, Sinatra. What was he like? What was he like? Oh, he's a surprise. He joined by my Frank Sinatra. Now he joined by Helen Murren, lovely boobs. No, he, he did say that. He did. He did. He did. He did. He did. He did. He did though, didn't he? He did. Hey, I can do Michael Parkinson. This is great. Well, I mean, that's a stretch. He's right now by Helen Mirren, lovely balls. I wouldn't take it on the road. He's right now by Sean Connery. Sean, uh, he says James Bond. Did I miss a meeting? Michael Parkinson is saying we live in an electronic age. What is this? This guy, he lives in an electronic age. He, that guy is powered by batteries. You want him to interview somebody? You got to shove a triple A up his ass. Did I miss a meeting? Well, that guy again. That guy, I've I got a feeling that guy's going to be hosting a whole show soon. Um, my New York Jewish comedian, who's, I want to call him Manny, but I don't want people to confuse him with our Manny. No. But that's the only name i got. Hey, guys! I'm Manny Leibowitz, and I'm here to say, did I miss a meeting? Okay. 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 Manny Leibowitz? We need to talk about this off air. Yeah? You think this is a goer? I don't Think this has got legs? Manny Leibowitz got legs? Yeah, I don't think we should. Okay. Yeah, I don't think we should do it on air. You're right. We, we'll, we'll have this this conversation off air because I think this could be the next big thing. Wow! And then I can see the spin-offs. Manny Leibovitz writes a porno. Manny Leibovitz is the reluctant feminist, etc., etc. You, you do you do the rest of the thing. I'm not doing all the thinking for you. You you go and do some thinking, you lazy gits. Don't, don't, Manny Lieber, it says, don't miss a meeting. Wow. <laughs> These meetings, they sound a hoot. Um, hang on a minute. Let's just, uh, okay, let's just, I don't know what this is. I'm just going to try something here. Oh, ignore mm. that. Sorry? Google's now stopping me from searching for things because I've put Stormy Daniels in too many times. Wowzers. I think the man's getting involved. Hang on a minute. He's done Trump. Uh, um, that was not me. <laughs> um, okay, so what we're going to do is, uh, I think I could, I think I can make myself. Okay. What did I miss a meeting? 
not. I'm doing tomorrow. So that's how every episode of his sitcom in 1980... That's how every episode of his sitcom ends. Wait, he walks in. Wait a minute. Did I miss a meeting? Shut up. Uh, Cocker up, Jarvis and Bears in TV Hunt Riot. I think there's a little bit of hyperbole in this headline. A bargain hunt episode starring Jarvis Cocker and Bez had to be reshot after the pair had a fight. I've had a fight with Bez. Very few people I would use the C word to describe. Bez is one of them. Very, very unpleasant to me. Challenging. No, he was not. He was really nasty to me, and he had a go at me for something that wasn't my fault. Several, I think it was a couple of years, at least several months after it happened, while he was uh, off his face, he had a go at me. I've told you this story, haven't I? Yeah. So rude, and uh, and to the point where he's just he's just jabbing me with his finger, and I went, do you know what? I'm out of here. I said goodbye to my mate, and I went, I'm I'm out of here. Bye. Yeah, you got you effing go, you effing scumbag. Wow. Horrible man. Horrible man. Maybe he's changed. I don't know. It was years ago, but I, I found it thoroughly upsetting. A bargain hunt episode starring Jarvis Cocker and Bez had to be reshot after the pair had a fight. In a celebrity edition to Mark... In fact, why am I even talking about Bez? I don't like the man. Let's play that trail now, James. <laughs> the radio show where the owls... And not what they seem. Do you or have you ever watched Twin Peaks? The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. We could be dreaming and meeting each other in our dreams. On Talk Radio. 0344 499 1000 is the uh, telephone number. New callers only. Only half an hour of the show. We've had three calls and they've all been absolutely blinding. Paul Ross is on um, 1 o'clock. Always, always a pleasure to listen to uh, Paul Ross. Whatever in here. Um, oh yeah, very excited at the prospect of this Sally Field book. Are we yeah. getting sent copies? Yeah, we are getting sent copies. Are we getting sent Sally Field? Well, she's coming over in a month, and um, they said if. She can. She'll talk to us. How awesome! I mean, she'll be doing like she'll be on Jonathan Ross or oh, Graham course. Norton. She'll be doing that stuff. So we may not get Sally Field, but I've always thought Sally Field A is brilliant, like a funny, sharp actor. B, she's beautiful, you know, uh, and she's got a book out uh, um, uh, in pieces um, by oh here we go, published by Simon and Schuster. Of course, we all know who the Simon and Simon and Schuster is, don't we? Sorry? Let's try that again. Oh, uh, In Pieces by Sally Field is published well, by Simon & Schuster. It we... was Carly Simon's dad, but he doesn't own it. Didn't own it. No, OK. We all know who the Simon & Simon & Schuster is. Yeah. Don't we? Well, I do. Go on, then. Carly Simon's well, you dad. you didn't. Was this, was this you just you froze? Well, because it's a sore point, isn't it, for her? Because no. the company got... What? Go no. We, the question wasn't, can someone please give me the historical... Um, ownership and transactions of who owned the title of the company cyber. It wasn't that. It wasn't. Can I see the documents? 
Sit back. This could be a good ten minutes. No, could you not? The question. Me? I'm not feeling very well. The question. And, and wasn't, someone's going to get hurt. And let me tell you, it's not going to be the me. The question wasn't. Can someone please? Show me the financial holdings and the tax returns of the publishing company Simon & Schuster for the last 70 years. No. The question was, who is the Simon in Simon & Schuster? It is... It is... Carly Simon's dad. She was the flying nun, wasn't she? Okay. All right. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm... Here's the thing. I'm a very sensitive man, and I can pick up... I know women's needs. I know what a woman wants. Yeah, I need you to um, lay what, off. I'm talking, love. What, Whoa! And I know what a woman wants. And yep. what you want is... Um, well, in the old days, we'd say it. A darn good slap. But, no, it's the old days. It's in the old days. What, what you need now... Correct, to chop you in the windpipe. What you need now is to just behave yourself. Not yours. She had the 60s sunniest smile. That's a stupid sentence. That's how this Sean Hamilton, assistant editor, features, starts the introduction to this review of the um, the Sally Field piece. She had the 60s sunniest smile? Doesn't make sense. And her talent saw the all-American teen TV star grow up to win two Oscars. But now, a 71, Sally Field has finally revealed the anguish behind that famous girl-next-door smile. The actress, best now best known for her roles in Forrest Gump and Mrs Doubtfire, no, I would say... Um, uh, um, or some uh, the, the box set that I had to watch loads of called Brothers and Sisters... And um, she was in one of the Cannibal Run movies, wasn't she? She. Uh, I just feel like this, this, the air is being sucked out of the show. Just because like, suddenly I'm like, oh, I'm really tired. I've got quite a long drive back home. Yeah. Might have to stop off at a petrol station. Here's the weird thing this is nuts, right? So, when I lived in Windsor and Slough, I'd drive back home. On the M4, okay, and near Hammersmith, going to get a little bit London centric, guys. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Do you know a town? And um, would drive back on the M4 and would stop at a service station in Hammersmith, mm-hmm. right? And so for the last two and a half years, I've been stopping at this service station at Hammersmith, and would sometimes get sweeties, get a sandwich, get what, get loving, get maybe get some milk, whatever. And now. My new journey to the farm, I don't go that way. I kind of go out on the A40, which sort of runs parallel, but is, is north of it, and before turning off and going through the country lanes, right? And the other day, I stopped at a service station on the A40. Right. right. And I walked in. And I, I walked in and I stopped. I went, this is... This is weird. But... Uh, I, honestly, I'm thinking... and I'm. Th- it was identical in its layout, identical to the other one, identical, right? So I knew where everything was because it was identical. And I spent a lot of the time in there going, am I on the M4? <laughs> Is this the M4? And I was in there going, I was looking, just looking around. It was like, it was like um, I was tripping or I'd, I'd just been in a time machine or something. Or in one of those dreams. Where... Yeah. And I'm looking around going, 
Is this... Right, if, I, if I look over there, that's where the frozen section... It's there! And I'm thinking, I don't think I've ever been in here. I, I, obviously, I ha- it was just done out exactly the same. That is nuts, man. It blew my mind. And I was just thinking, am I... Am I going the wrong way home? What is this? <laughs> I thought it was... Um, thought it was worth saying. It turns out it wasn't. Well, you can all kiss my ass. I enjoyed it. Did you hear about woolly mammoths? Oh, no, go on. Woolly mammoths... Willy mammoths, more like. ...could return to Rome in Ice Age Park within ten years thanks to cloning projects. Yeah, they found some of their DNA, didn't uh-huh, they? And yeah. that, was, that was a while ago they found it. And they've been talking about this for a while, haven't they? Do it. Man up and do it. So this is in the mirror. Mammoths died out around 40,000 years ago, but scientists believe they can bring them back by cloning DNA material from from remains of the giants found in permafrost. Oh, flipping out. Look at the state of that, though. That That's looks like, you know, remember when we went work. to that um, the Tring Museum and some of the early taxidermy? Yeah, yeah. Where it, it, the monkey had obviously been made by some, remade up by someone who'd never seen a monkey before. Yeah. That's what that mammoth looks well, like. Well, screw this rubbish. Why are we bringing back woolly mammoths? Why don't we bring back Elvis and Bruce Lee? Marilyn Monroe. Let's get some real talent. Let's get some real talent back in Hollywood where it belongs and yeah, in the recording studio. If you get the, if you, <laughs> if you clone <laughs> them. I love the ridiculousness of if that. If you clone them. Yes. Are you guaranteed to get, like, the same talent, same voice back, or could it just be someone that... No, looks... it'll be Elvis. Look at this, Lane. Lane, you're an idiot. I once dj with Bez and got high with him in the flat downstairs at my last place. Oh, she didn't get high with him in your place because you're too much of a pussy case. Your mum came in and smelt it, smelt the drugs. Seen tops. Trust me, he was an ass. Never met such an, uh, such an unpleasant man with a dark vibe. Um, no, you would get Elvis, you'd get Bruce... As I call him, you'd get uh, Maza, Mahmood, <laughs> Fake <laughs> Shake. <laughs> Let's clone the Fake Shake. Let's clone Maza Mahmood, the Fake Shake. If we get like some of the great stories that Maza Mahmood made up and, and um, forced people to say, if we had 10 Maza Mahmoods, we'd have 10 of those stories every week. You'd have one doing a, doing a sting in, in a hotel in Birmingham. You'd have one doing a sting in a hotel in Southampton. You'd have one doing a sting in a hotel in Cardiff, all at the same time. On Bruce Lee, on Elvis, and on Maza Munro. This is great. I want cloned Maza Mahmoods doing stings on cloned Bruce Lees, Elvis Presleys, and Marilyn Munros. Hmm. Let's bring back glamour into Hollywood. Could work. We should write to the mirror. They'll write it. Let's bring back glamour and karate into Hollywood. (laughs) Can we? (laughs) That's what's missing. This is another one of these stories, this um, Molly Mamma story about, well, we could do it. They they won't. Well, let me give you a science story that that, that actually could happen. Oh, hang on. Oh, go on. The regional government in far eastern Yakutia... It's not a place. ...has given experts the go-ahead to try to clone the beasts for a Jurassic Park-style reserve. Have they not watched those films? Well, well, what you need if you're going to a Jurassic Park-style ice reserve is you need this. Scraping the ice from car windscreens is one of the curses of winter, but it could soon be a thing of the past. With new technology that reduces the build-up of ice by 90%, the way this is achieved is by putting toxic chemicals into the water system so that when they are absorbed by the clouds and then turn into ice, it melts. This will make all of the water on Earth poisonous, but we will not have ice on windscreens anymore, says okay, Colin worth Fernandez. It. Worth it. Some of that's made up. Let me read it again and see if you can spot the difference. 
Scraping ice from car windscreens is one of the curses of winter, but it could soon be a thing of the past with new technology that reduces the build-up of ice by 90% without heat or chemicals. It should be with neither heat nor chemicals. The technology could also be used on aircraft wings, reducing delays that occur when they freeze up and roads. It's being developed at Virginia Tech in the U.S., and while it is currently being applied to aluminium, scientists say it could work with any surface. The new surface contains a microscopic array of elevated grooves. What's wrong with just putting that heater on? And if, if you feel like, if you've got a glove and you've got a scraper, go out and do it. If you've got a, a tin of gold in Virginia, use that. Uh, otherwise, just sit in there and wait. I've got a glove with a scraper attachment that my mum bought me. Wow. Yes. Imagine. Don't know where it is, but I've got okay. one. This is the thing as well. You buy scrapers every year. But the thing, I always buy the cheap ones from the garage so they break. And then after, like, two days, it's like, where did I put that? And I never know where they are. Who cares? Who cares? It's life. What you do, this is what everyone does, right? When it's frosted up, you, you put the heating on until you, you get tiny, tiny little window. Mm-hmm. And then you just drive looking <laughs> through that. That's what you do. It's the safe way to do it. Um, these, that's boring. Um, here we go. And this bit's good. The scientists say the material used could be virtually anything. Farzad Ahmadi, a doctoral student, doctoral isn't even a word, so this guy's a fraud, at Virginia Tech said, frosting is a big issue. Researchers have been working to solve problem for years. Traditional approaches have relied on the application of antifreeze chemicals or energy inputs like heat. Who says energy inputs like heat? Even the age-old method of throwing salt down on railways is essentially a chemical treatment. Salt isn't a chemical, it's a condiment. Idiot. <laughs> that, was, that was the dumbest thing I think I've ever said. Um, this guy's a jerk, and I hope his idea uh, sends him bankrupt and means he's, he can't feed his children. That's the least he deserves. Oh, I wasn't going to hit you. <laughs> the way you rolled that paper, I thought it was going to be one use. Um, talk radio, blah, 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 blah. Here we go. Neon lit night talk for torch singers, trolley dollies, and train wrecks like me. Mm. Never know just where the conversation will take you. What I'm going to say sounds ridiculous. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. So, just very quickly, Neil Hamburger. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get Neil Hamburger on the show, OK? He doesn't reply to emails very often. But he has got a new album out. The album is out now, I've just found out. And we, Kath and I got to hear a track from it last week. It's excellent. Because he sent it to us. It's his cover of Paul McCartney's song from the London Town album, Wings album, Backward Travel. I just thought I'd play a bit of it to you, because it's now officially available. So this is Neil Hamburger. It's from the album... Still dwelling, 12 new songs of love and loss. Have a listen to this. I think you're going to like it. That's coming out. Wow. 
It's uh, quite 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 an oeuvre. I think we uh, just got just got the world premiere. What have you got, my dear? Tinder can be a tricky game. So when one woman went on the perfect date, she thought that was it. Tinder's the swipey one. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think it goes right if they're all right, and left if you want to leave it. Yeah, left left would be the swipe away, wouldn't it? That, yeah. Yeah, I'm just doing it. I think I don't know. Don't don't quote me on that. When Alita Bryden got home in the early hours after a brilliant night out with her match, she was lying in bed and thought he was the one. Blimey. They'd been exchanging personal, intimate, yet so mundane messages for a while, but yeah. living two hours apart meant it was tricky to arrange a meeting. They talked about films they loved and exchanged step-by-step photos of the meals they prepared for dinner in the evenings. Wow. Step-by-step. Step step, yeah, sure. If you've, you've done a nice meal, um, uh, yeah, send a picture of the finished product. Step-by-step. And then finally their diaries matched up and they arranged to go for a drink. Writing for Mamma Mia. I don't know what that is. Uh, Alita said, I saw him confidently approaching me, striding past the Asian grocer, the dingy Chinese takeout. What? Say that again. The, what? I don't know what. Uh, these, these are all words, but I'm not sure they go together. Alita said, I saw him confidently approaching me, striding past the Asian grocer, the dingy Chinese takeout. Without saying a word, he laid his lips on me, laid his palm on my lower back and kissed me. It was happening. Everything was coming together. They had a great they were night coming out. Together? No, they were in the street. They weren't doing that. They had a great night out, and Alita went to bed filled with hope about the future. She mm. even thought he was the one. Mm. When she woke up the next day, she looked at her phone, hoping to see a message from him. But there was another message instead. It said, Stay away from my boyfriend. Whoa, we're in trouble. Something's come along and it's burst her bubble. Yeah. Was that the end That's of the story? That's the end of the story. What? So <laughs> <laughs> Hang on a minute, you're telling me that there was a there was a man on a dating app and he already had a partner? Mm-hmm. What the hell? They should put some kind of warning. Who is this scumbag? I don't know, but imagine. How could anyone do that? He'd been sharing step to step, <laughs> step by step, f- photographs of his dinners. Dirty dog. Well, uh, uh, did he get... Uh, no. To... Okay. But he did kiss her, the swine. So just be warned, everyone. I think if I were to ever go back on the dating market... By the way, can I say thank you to all the women that have sent me emails asking me out on dates? One. Very nice lady, but just can I just say, if I get if I get a partner, it ain't going to be because someone sent me an email. Although, oh. you know. Yeah. <laughs> you say that. Yeah. Hey, I, I listen. I really liked you in the jungle. Why don't we? Why don't we meet up? It's like um, meet up. You know, charities. Some charities think that <laughs> is that. No, go, come, come with me on this. Some charities think it's the ones who visit you most, the ones that get you money, because they'll turn up at the door and start saying. Yeah. You think no, that's not how I choose. That's not how I choose who I make a regular financial commitment to. And the same should go with um, sexual partners. Yeah. So well done. Thank you. To... But if you do get any emails, can I have a look before you delete? Oh, them? mate, of course you can. Yes, definitely. I'll forward them straight on to you. Um, here's another story by the same guy that wrote the last story from me. Well, have you got something? Because this is rubbish. I've, all I've got is filler now. Have you? Yeah. I'll see if I can find. All some right, I'll make you some filler. Are you average, reserved, self-centered, or a role model? I would say yes, I am. <laughs> According to studies of 1.5 million people worldwide, all of us fall into one of these four personality types. Okay, guys, it's a fun game. We can play at home. Let's see which one of these fun types you fall into. 
teenage boys are most likely to be self-centred, the least desirable type. Yeah, I don't, I don't desire teenage boys. What do you think I am? The American author says, while more women than men are likely to be role models. Bullshit. (laughs) Name one female role model. You can't do it. Whereas I can name loads of men. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Fitting people into categories has taxed philosophers and psychologists. By the way, Sally says that 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 wasn't the dumbest thing I've ever said. She said, the dumbest thing you've said is, are gums made of plastic? (laughs) That is not dumb. We'd never got an answer to that. No, exactly. When we get conclusive evidence, one way or t'other, um, fitting people into categories has taxed philosophers and psychologists for millennia. No, it hasn't. But the latest research published in Nature Human Behaviour, thumb read, claims to have identified separate categories with our personalities falling into distinct groupings of traits. Professor Louis Anal. Amaral, Amaral, excuse me, Luis Amaral, Mm -hmm. one of the authors from Northwestern University, Illinois, said personality types only existed in self-help literature and did not have a place in scientific journals. Now we think this will change because of this study. Okay, here we go. So four clusters emerge. You've got four clusters. Average. This probably, I'd say this is you, Catherine, average. These people are higher in... Uh, neuroticism and extroversion. I only pause there because it was it was neuroti, then it went on to the next line. So I just didn't tricky. Know. Yeah. Um, let me get you. Yes, yes, caller. Absolutely. I didn't hear what they said. Actually, I'm sorry. I was, I did, did, did. Call, call back again. We'll put you straight on. They were doing the pranksters run up though. That's why. Yeah, I, I just said We've only had three calls now. The fourth call, I cut it off. Call in again, caller, and I'll, I'll take you straight. I'll take you straight to it. Average, Catherine. These people are higher in neuroticism, see, and extroversion. 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 While low in openness, researcher Martin Gerlach said, the typical person would be in this cluster. Women are more likely than men to be this type. So that's you. Average. Thanks very much. That's me being generous. Gosh. They don't have a below average. Don't have a below average category here. They seem to have missed that off. You'd be in that. Yeah. Is there an arsehole category? Why would you like to look into it? I'm looking at one. I'm I'm not looking up at you because I don't want to see you um, with a mirror and your skirt hoiked up <laughs> in the studio again. Because last time you did that, I had to clean up a very nasty mess. That is slander. Sorry, I'm thinking of my cat. Reserved. Yes? Yes? Absolute legends, both of you. Uh, That's what we're going to do tomorrow, right? We're going to start all the phone calls with, yes? Speak. What? What now? (laughs) Yes? What now? Reserved. This type is emotionally stable, but neither open nor neurotic. They are not particularly extroverted, but are somewhat agreeable and conscientious. Here's me, role models. Oh, my God, really? Uh, They score low in neuroticism and high in all other traits. The likelihood that someone is a role model increases dramatically with age. I'm a young role model. 
Yeah. Ian. What is it now? You're talking about personalities. Yeah. If you... Ocean, is that what you're talking about? What? Because I was... Well... uh, I haven't got Stoner on the list. Sorry? Have you ever interviewed anyone? Have I ever interviewed anyone? No. I I, I had a job interview ages ago, and uh, I was warned about Ocean. It's... What is it? Openness to new experience, um, conscientiousness... Extroversion, Spliff. agreeableness, no. and neuroticism. Yep, that's what they judge you on. Okay, no, um, and and whether you're um, sober or high. Yeah, great. Thanks and for I'm... your call. Um, Paul Ross is in the studio. Let's judge him on whether he's sober or high. Yeah, he seems all right. <laughs> I've had a extra strong mentholiptus <laughs> and an airwave. Those licorice ones. You oh, go I'm steady. Getting, I, I can't Ooh. do those. No. I can't do that stuff anymore. Oh, I love them. Oh, I, I like having a clear nasal cavity, but they just, they, it feels like they're burning away stuff that shouldn't be burned. Yeah. No. Although I like that feeling. In fact, Carol McGiffin coined a great phrase when I worked with her many years ago on talk radio when the station was yeah, good yeah. the first time around. Yeah. Um, she would, she, you know, like to sniff at the barmaid's apron. Yeah. Offered him by. Once or twice she came in and basically slept through the show. Once, memorably, I remember she was looking at me and she started to reach inside and sniffing her bra strap. Oi! And I said, what's going on? I smell of curry. But every now and again, she'd take a whole week off. You see, Gaz loves that kind uh, of stuff, don't I you? I love Carol McGiffin. <laughs> yeah, wonderful. Wonderful person. What? But um, she would every now and again have a whole week off, and then she'd say, I've come in with my new clear head. And that's how I feel when I have an extra strong mint wow. the new clear head. Like Carol McGiffin yeah. after a week off. <laughs> with a curry-smelling bra. <laughs> what have you got on your, your show tonight? We have got uh, a wonderful author, brilliant woman, who's written the definitive book on, of all things, termites. Please don't detune. They're absolutely oh, fascinating okay. creatures. Yeah. The, uh, there are 2,000 different species of termites. Yes. Some of the termite queens live for 20 years and will produce millions of offspring. Spoiler alert, guys. They, they, they'll, they, you know, just you're giving away a lot of the gold. Uh, listen, this <laughs> is just scratching the surface, like wow. the termites do. Yeah. And the other thing we're talking about is we're marking, of course, in November, the uh, commemorating the 100th anniversary of the end of the Great War. Yeah. At the end of the Great War, there was an even bigger killer, which is believed claimed 100 million lives, the Spanish flu oh, pandemic. Course, yeah, yeah. We've got the uh, leading experts on that talking to us about the latest wow. research, including what they found when they dug from the permafrost the corpse of an Inuit woman on the shores of Alaska who still had the virus in her lungs. <gasps> Flipping heck. Oh, that's all coming up, isn't it? That's a night. Yeah, what do you want? And the usual tosh. What do you want, caller? And I find that quite insulting. You said split for high. I'm in recovery, mate. We've spoken. I know, Ben. I know. I'm teasing. Uh, Come uh, on. You know, it's me. So no, I'm yeah. absolutely shattered, mate. I've the the the, the, well. the, the partners in France for a week. Uh oh. Baby for a week. And uh oh. Well, listen, Ben. We got to go, man. Give us a call tomorrow. Yeah. How's it? All, but yeah. you're good. Um. Yeah. I'm just exhausted, mate. Go. Go to bed. Go to bed. If the, go to bed. Go and sleep. That's an order. That's oh, not even oh, a suggestion. Cheers, Ben. Look after yourself. Go to. Go to bed, Ben. Yeah. Ben, yeah. go to bed. Well, right, thanks very much. Uh... That was Ben, was it? That was Ben. I thought it was first time callers tonight. If he's I before. don't know how that snuck on there, uh-huh. but you know, that's, uh, okay, that's one of the great Michael Jackson songs, isn't it? Ben, which is a love song to a rat. To a rat, yeah. yeah. Follow up to Willard, that great horror. They never show those movies. Maybe there's a, a copyright problem with the two of them. You should show them at your cinema club. I remember no, no. I remember <laughs> seeing Ben as a kid and thinking, that was, that was, I didn't understand that's, it. That, that was very dismissive. That no, he is up. though. He's awful. I've yeah. got very high standards, Paul. Um, Anyway, on that bombshell... Hey, hey, have you listened to the show back tonight yet? <laughs> oh, I'm only saying... We're done. <laughs>